This is Andy Kirby. And Jared. And this is your Marvel 616 Politics Comic Book Awards for 2015. Oh, I just love that intro there, Jared. It's fantastic. Oh, I just get so excited when it's awards season. I, I I know, I know. Actually, I don't know because we talked about this. I don't watch award shows. However, you do, right? Uh, you know, I watched them when I thought they mattered, and they really just don't matter anymore. I thought you were telling me all about like uh, the 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 music awards with the uh, Mickey Minaj or whatever. Uh, well, sometimes you know, like I'll watch a performance or whatever, but. They're just so uh, commercialized and sponsor-driven and not... They used to be music-driven. Like, you'd watch the Grammys and the best songs of the year would be on there and it would be really cool. But now they've got the kids and they're texting, they're voting, and it's paid for by T-Mobile. Like, I'm good. (laughs) You sound disenfranchised. I know, I know. But what's most important about award season, Andy, is who are you wearing? (laughs) <laughs> me right now jeans levi signature Ooh, levi good guy yeah a good jewish tailor <laughs> levi strauss <laughs> <laughs> so what's new man it's been a while holy cow it's cold in ohio yeah what, what's the temperature there oh uh, with the wind chill it's in the negative 20s oh my goodness yeah I... flesh freezes the instant oh. you go outside it does. I went to the gym this morning, and I never got warm. <laughs> how, how do you mow your lawn? Oh, uh, we have someone do it. Okay. All right. That makes more sense. So it's more like, you know, NMP. That's not my problem. So. <laughs> NMP? But uh, the yard, uh, the grass doesn't grow in this temperature. Oh, I see. <laughs> Our grass grows year-round, so that's fine. Yeah, just dig it in there. How cold uh, is it there? Uh, at night, it got down to 31 yesterday. <laughs> oh, you're so I think cute. our high today was like 11. <laughs> That's awful, man. Yeah, it sucks. But it is what it is. That's what happens when you live in Ohio. Right, right, right. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff going for us here, so there's no reason to leave. Do you? Well, uh, we have John Kasich running for president. That guy, he's so cute. Oh, he's always like, let me answer, let me answer, let me say something. I haven't watched the debates. Did you watch more than what we've talked about? 
Yeah, there was a Republican debate this past week, and then the Democratic debate was last night. Oh, okay. So, How'd that go? Did you watch the Democratic one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If there, if people are gonna be willing to argue on TV, I'm willing to watch it. <laughs> That's just how I've lived my life forever. <laughs> There's a fight at school. I'll watch it. <laughs> and so. anything to report on those? Um, well, I mean, we are Marvel Six on Six politics, but uh, I would just say, you know, without, you know, going for a particular candidate or whatever. Last night's was interesting. It was Hillary, Bernie, and um, Martin O'Malley, and Martin only has like five percent of the vote, while Hillary and Bernie share the rest of the ninety-five percent. And so, like, they wouldn't ask Martin any questions or give him time to answer. So he'd try and jump in, and then they'd go to break and not let him answer. And I just felt really bad for him. Yeah. Hmm. Martin and he was really like the only one that you know seemed to have a brain on stage <laughs> oh he's the one I wanted to hear from most like oh like he seemed like an everyday man you know like oh I could see this guy at the coffee shop I would have a conversation with him we won't agree on 85% of things but he's not crazy <laughs> and the other two were just like I'm not a liar. And he's like, but free for everybody. And, oh, good times. Hmm. But what's going on with you, man? Well, uh, Gary Johnson threw his hat in the ring, the former governor of New Mexico. So um, I'm excited about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's got a shot. Hey, man, that's who I voted for last time. Well, then you just threw your vote away. No, I didn't. You vote for who represents you. You don't vote for who's going to win. You, But when you realistically look at the options right. and you know one is not even viable, you might as well put Donald Duck down. Why? He doesn't represent me. But he could get just as many votes. No, he can't. Gary Johnson it, got like 10%. He did not get 10%. Are you sure? I'm sure. <laughs> I think he, I'm, got, I think he got six. <laughs> Point six. <laughs> no, no, he did. They did the best that they ever ever done last time. Who the independents? No, the libertarians. The libertarians. Oh, I thought they did the best with um, what was his name? Nader. No, he was the Green Party. Oh, man. he's green. Come yeah. on. Sorry, green, libertarian. The like... Constitution Party has three guys up. They haven't. They haven't nominated yet. But ultimately, you know that they have no chance. Well, not if nobody votes for them. But if there's not enough people to even know they're running, it's ultimately going to be between two people. When you go to cast your vote, you don't just see two people up there. I mean, people have to know that they're running because, like, every four years they're going, they're like, huh, who are all these other people? But that's all they do. They don't even read their names. They know it's between two people. It's between McCain and Obama. It's between Romney and Obama. It's between Bush and Gore. It's between Bush and Kerry. You're doing Those really other... good. You did a, you had, That was off the top of your head. That was really good. Dude, I'm like immersed in this. <laughs> I, it's just because I totally understand. Like I would, I would enjoy somebody like a, a, a Rand Paul. You know, he mm -hmm. is... 
on the Republican ticket, but he's more of a libertarian. And I he would be very good. I would enjoy him. However, I know he has no shot. So I have to choose between these other two candidates and pick what I believe is the lesser of two evils. Eh, I don't vote that way. Well, if you're responsible for Hillary getting office... <laughs> No, I, I would be responsible for the guy who I want getting one more vote. Yeah. Because what makes you say that I wouldn't vote for her if I was going to vote for somebody else? Um, well, I think I know you well enough that her, her stances outweigh the worst stances that the other candidate would have. Well... I mean, it depends on what your priorities are. If everybody has their pros and cons, it's the weighting of priorities, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I think that's how it is. You have to decide, you know, is, you know, what's going to be your hot topic button? Is it going to be guns? Is it going to be abortion? Is it going to, or is it going to be a culmination of everything? Are you going to make a list of the 10 options and then weigh out the candidates? So my assumption, my assumption is just that hers would be favored more negatively than the the other candidate gotcha gotcha but is that assuming ah never mind i understand what you're saying good so next topic <laughs> did you win the powerball oh <laughs> oh we're just gonna throw everything at me i say my political beliefs and i'm a gambler <laughs> well i believe somebody split the powerball tickets with me i did i did yeah you you texted me and well i think you texted me right and yes. uh, you said, hey, are we going in on this Powerball thing? We could be rich beyond our wildest dreams. I said, I don't even know what this is. How does this work? And you were like, give me money. And I said, okay. Yeah. And you said, I guarantee that we'll win if we want it bad enough. And apparently my apathy really got to this this uh, lottery thing. I think so. It was your fault. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I kept the tickets just in case something changes. <laughs> okay. How would something change? Are they only, you, you can only use them once? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a shame. Unfortunately, um, some guys bought tickets for the when, like the Wednesday drawing. They bought tickets for, no, I'm sorry. They bought tickets for, yeah, the Wednesday drawing. And they went to go look at the, the winning numbers, but they didn't refresh their computer and it was like the numbers from the Monday drawing mm-hmm. and they had all the numbers, all of them, all of them. And they flipped, they've got them on video because they were all at work. So they've got the cameras in the, in the store. <laughs> and these guys are flipping out, screaming, they quit their jobs. And then they're like, Oh no, it was the wrong night. <laughs> oh, I felt so bad. Like you would just want to kill yourself. <laughs> I guess so, but I think they probably learned a valuable lesson. Always hit refresh. <laughs> there you go. That's it. <laughs> Always hit refresh. Oh, and you know, I asked Darren to go in with us too, and um, Darren just wasn't willing to pony up enough collateral <laughs> as we were. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. You know, whatever. I was talking to a guy here, and uh, I he, the way he explained it, I was like, you know what? I feel the exact same way, and uh, we were talking back and forth. So he said, the odds aren't like 20 billion to one or whatever it is. He said, it's 50-50. Yeah. 
because if God wants me to win or if he doesn't want me to win. So sure. I buy one ticket so that there's a chance. And I was like, okay, I can dig that. I'm hip. Well, let me ask the other end then. We have we have an evil ruler at this time that also, um, you know, manipulates things to work against people when they think that they're actually doing well. Right. And so, if, so I'm just saying, like, we can say, if God wants me to win the lottery, I'll win the lottery. But we can also say, you know, if, if God wants me to sprout wings and fly, I'll fly. Like, that's just not how it, how it always works, that we have to realize there's another power at play as well. Because you look at how many people have won the lottery, how tons, and how many are in jail now, or their lives have been ruined. And so so what you're telling me is the chances go higher. Not only is it 50-50 if God wants me to win, but also if this guy wants to ruin my life, then, it, then chances are I will win. So then it's like 75-25. Well, and there's also the 1 in 292 million chance, because that's how many number combinations there are. See, I'm, I'm lucky for that. I'm happy for that, because that means that the, the devil's got to pick one person. Yeah. And so he can't do more than one at a time using this method. He'd be like, man, I really want to get Andy, but Jared is looking pretty good over there, too. Well, and, you know, we, we all went in together. Could have, right, so really, we helped him out. Yeah. We helped but that Darren guy would out. Go in. <laughs> Darren is the best Christian, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. The thing was, when I went to go get the, the numbers, they were out of the, the manual fill-in sheets where you would pick your own numbers, so I had to have the computer pick them. Okay, all right. I don't that can't, that can't be rigged. Well, I don't like that. Uh... So, And with as many lines as we bought... I couldn't manually tell her all of them to enter. So I just told her one line that I wanted. And had you, her that. Well, what, what made you choose that particular line? Well, those, those numbers, um, those were the six numbers that have won the Powerball more than any other numbers. Oh. And that line got two <laughs> more than any other line. <laughs> that line got two what? Two numbers chosen. So you won something? We had to have three numbers. Uh... Yes, I won a thousand dollars. I'm not telling you. <laughs> oh well, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I don't know no. how it works. You know. No, you have to have three numbers or two numbers in the Powerball to at least win four dollars. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> so that didn't happen. <laughs> uh... Well, I didn't even know what was going on. So I just, I mean, it's exactly what I texted you. I assumed that you would tell me, hey and i would be like awesome how do i get this money oh yeah dude i was ready with the phone to call you that night oh that's so sad like <laughs> this is gonna be more than a text message this is gonna be worth a phone call i think my phone was turned off and on in a different room uh, i would have called bon bon or somebody and had them go over to your house <laughs> um andy and i just won 1.6 billion dollars could someone let him know <laughs> <laughs> can uh can someone um visit him <laughs> call him anyone i'll be calling the oil companies trying to track you down i would probably just buy an oil company at that point that's what i was thinking i was just like whatever i want whatever pleases me i will purchase this evening <laughs> <laughs> you know what i probably would have done 
I probably just would have went out and got like a four patty hamburger from Five Guys. Mm, big spender. But well, you could get it for everyone in the city. Yeah, but why would I do that, though? Well, because you're a nice, generous person. You are a generous guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, just like right away, like, I mean, you mm. know. My thought was the first, the absolute first thing I would do is get online, find the safest, most reliable vehicle, and go and purchase that. So that <laughs> Why? Because as I get around to shop to 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 spend my money, I want to make sure I'm getting there safely. Oh. I can't be having like a car accident, bilk me of my billions. Dude, I would think that. I mean, the only thing better than winning the lottery is like dying without knowing it and going to heaven right yeah so you would want like a the the most dangerous vehicle well no because there's some things i wanted to accomplish on earth before i head off just like updating your will well probably getting one <laughs> but i wanted to be like yo tina what's up i'm coming over we're gonna have some chocolates you know? <laughs> Like, I can buy you. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't know what to do with that. I probably would just uh, play the stock market. That's probably what I would do. And I would end up losing it all on the stock market. But I would learn some valuable lessons. <laughs> I'd be you like, huh. Buy some shares of Marvel and maybe get it on track. Ooh, I could. You know what? And that's a sad, uh, sad segue to our awards. Yes. <laughs> Hey, uh, Axel, do you know who this is? The Andy Kirby. The Andy Kirby. I now own your building. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I would. I would. That's probably a really good thing to do. Buy the building. And then buy every building that they move to. <laughs> Just follow them. <laughs> Just be like, ah, the new owner, sorry. Mm. Even though Disney owns them, you know, I don't think we can out, out make Disney. Yeah, probably not. But we can pay their employees more and steal all their employees. Well, I, you know, money talks. So I really think if we're like, you know, I'm Jared. This is Andy. Here's Darren. Um, we're going to give you uh, $200 million and you're going to kind of let us have creative control over the Marvel titles. They're going to say, that's totally fine. <laughs> uh, what are your credentials? We read Marvel a lot. Okay, sounds good. Axel's Axel, next. step aside. <laughs> oh, that M6P podcast. I know that. <laughs> They'll be like, ah, sure. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, this is Marvel 616 Politics. Uh, this is episode 90. 90! Whew. It's been, a, it's been a long time. It's been a trek. Yes, it has. I'm exhausted. Um, That's can... why I was hoping to win this money, so we don't have to do this anymore. Oh, you're telling me. When, <laughs> when's it going to end? <laughs> <laughs> you can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. You can visit our website at marvel616politics.com or follow us on Twitter at 616politics. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash marvel616politics. We're also on Instagram and YouTube at Marvel616Politics. And you can give us a call and stay in touch with us by leaving us a voicemail, which we'll play on air. The number for that is 616-755-TINA. That is correct. And actually, we have a voicemail if you would like to listen to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't, right? 
Right. And here it is now. Andy, Jared, it's me. Not Stan Lee. Oh, boy, have you guys seen this Secret Wars nonsense? What's become of the Fantastic Four? Reed Richards with a beard? Victor Von Doom? Handsome? The thing being written by Brian Michael Bendis? Oh, boy. It's Daffy. What's the world coming to? Oh, well, at least my favorite, the Silver Surfer, comes back with an all-new number one issue this week. Time to go drown my sorrows, not stand style, true believers. Excelsior! Oh, not stand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I'm glad that the big changes that he picked out were uh, fantastic. Mr. Fantastic having a beard. <laughs> what is all this? Oh, Mr. Fantastic has a beard. Actually, that sounded like drunk, not Stanley. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to let you come to that conclusion on your own. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty quick. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, not Stanley. We have some other voicemails, but they do. Uh, it's one actually long voicemail by uh, our John Dermine, one of our fantastic writers on Marvel616Politics.com. And we will play that after the show to get his take on some of the predictions and what to look for in 2016. It's uh, it's pretty insightful. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's a smart guy, and that's one, why he's one of our best writers. He really, uh, when I listened to it, I was like, huh, hmm, how did I miss that? Yes. <laughs> hmm. Ha, hmm. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, the best place on the Internet to order all of your single issues you can get your previews, or uh, you can order them while in preview, and it's 40% off cover price, if not more. Why would you not go there? Uh, you can also go to their sister site, InStockTrades.com, and those are trade paperbacks that are in stock right there, and those are 35% off. And I think in InStockTrades, if you order over $50 worth, free shipping. Nice. That's awesome. It is. That's I was talking to some people this week that had made some purchases through DCBS, and I was like, amen. <laughs> Good <it>. job. <laughs> we are also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. Their website is www.crpsavings.com. They are a membership-based discount program for all of your purchases through Office Depot and Office Max. What you do is you go to crpsavings.com, sign up, and for $39, you get a lifetime membership. 99% of all products through Office Depot and Office Max will be discounted. You can even select uh, specific items that you know you'll be ordering more often than others, and CRP will discount those items for you. So definitely check them out. If you've got a small business, uh, have a job, uh, go to church, or like post-it notes, maybe even coffee, it's going to be a great deal for you, crpsavings.com. And lastly, we are sponsored by MichaelWebSolutions.com, www.MichaelWebSolutions.com. Who would have thought? They are an SEO uh, company that works with a, a multitude of different businesses uh, with their online needs, getting their name out to the World Wide Web, if you will, and promoting their products and services. They're a great, great, uh, great business. They, they took care of our, our website. They might be redoing our website even so look them up michaelwebsolutions.com 
All right, and that is uh, that is it for our sponsors. You want to go into uh, Wizard World or Secret Wars number nine first? Well, I didn't get to go into Wizard World, so I'm just kind of sitting back and going to listen. Okay, all right, all right. So <clears throat> I went to on Friday night and on Saturday. Uh, I went in there, and Friday night I just kind of looked around I did catch one panel. It was kind of a creator's panel with uh, Fred Van Lente, Jimmy Palmiotti, and then uh, a couple others. And they no, were this talking was, about this was Wizard World New Orleans. Yes. Right. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Wizard World New Orleans. Not New uh, New Orleans, right? N- nope. New Orleans. No, it's Nolans. All right. Nolans. So I did get to ask a question, but it was at the end of the panel, and I felt stupid because their answer, I wanted it to have a discussion, but um, they really were like, oh, yeah, of course, duh. So uh, (laughs) my question was, like, do you have to set aside your own morals, ethics, and personal convictions in order to write some of the characters that you write? And they were like, yeah, okay, well, thanks for the the panel, and uh, we'll wrap up here. But what I wanted them to say... I wanted a follow-up question uh, where I was going to say, do you find it difficult to do that? Not only do you have to, but do you find it difficult? And then what do other people think of you when um, you write that? Do they assume those are your, you know, those are your views and convictions? And then also, does that make you more sympathetic? Because their answer was, yeah, you got to set that aside to get in the head of the character and then you know, kind of understand where they're coming from and what they would do. And so one of the questions I really wanted to ask was, well, does that make you more accepting of other people because you can more easily um, place yourself in their shoes? And I really wanted to know what they were going to say about that. Mm. But I didn't get to. So Instead, they said, duh, yes. and then ended the panel. That's pretty much it. Yes, that was ah, a shame. <laughs> I thank them for their time, and and that was it. Uh, your head hung low, and you put your hat over your face, and yep, yeah, Ugh, so sad. Next time. Next time. So that was Friday. Uh, that was Friday, and then I walked the floor one time. Um, there were, it was crowded, man. There was a lot of cosplay, but it was like hardly anything comic book. It was a bunch of stuff I didn't recognize at all. Yeah. You always have the Joker, and you have Harley Quinn and deadpool and that was basically it and then the rest was like pokemon or off the wall stuff something like attack on titan i don't know what that is what is that yeah that's a huge huge series um out of japan is it a book series is it a anime yeah Yeah, it's it's a manga series okay and uh like when i work for gem city books those things just fly off the shelf and uh marvel actually did a crossover with them what? Yeah, because it's so it's so big. Where, where is this? Where did they do that? I didn't see that. Um, it was actually in the back of a couple books. They they did a. It was only in Japan, and then they just brought it over here because people had demanded it. Um, oh. it's not like an incontinuity thing. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, anyway, it was huge, and I guess there's some guy that has the muscles on the outside of his skin or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything about the individual characters, but he's been on the cover of a couple of them. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, I walked up to somebody finally, and I was like, what is this symbol that you are wearing right here? 
and they were like, it's Attack on Titan Scout Squadron. I was like, oh, well, thank you for your service. <laughs> like, oh, thank okay. you for your service. <laughs> um, so the next day, first things first, we went to the Civil War panel, which was really fun. It was good to see the characters interact. So you had the two Russo brothers. You had Falcon, who is what? What's his name? Mackie? Yes. Okay. And then you had Rumlow, Crossbones. And then you had Peggy Carter and Hawkeye and Cap. Was Bucky so, there? No, he was not. No. Oh, sad day. Yeah. Well, you know, if he dies in the movie. You know. mm. So um, not too much. You know, it was just good to see the banter back and forth. Um, they weren't announcing anything. They couldn't have any spoilers. They told the audience, you know, if you ask a question about, well, someone gonna die in this movie then you've just wasted a question pretty much gotcha um a couple funny things the falcon is from new orleans so he was enjoying being home and you know what friday night i think that i i met him because there was a guy standing on the side that had like a badge and uh and a deadpool mask and he was just kind of hanging out and uh his tag had like his face on it so i don't know i don't know i just got the sneaking suspicion i was <laughs> like that might be that guy that's so, anyway. really cool um let's see what else a couple things during the panel um crossbones the guy who plays rumlow i don't think he knows much about comics at all because <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple things he's like what are they talking about <laughs> so um one question was asked um what scene would you like to shoot that you haven't shot yet and his answer was crossbones killing captain america and then like the russo brothers like chimed in and he said oh um um something that that we haven't shot and he's like i know and he's like no 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 but we don't know if we've shot that yet we may have already done that. The guy's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, <laughs> who knows? But the guy seemed pretty aloof. Um, Frank Grillo. Yes, yes. He seemed like, um, anyway, he seemed like he didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeremy Renner, right? That's the uh -huh. guy who plays Hawkeye. Um, he looked like he did not want to be there. <laughs> He was like the only guy. He had his head down the whole time and his microphone down. And they finally asked him. He was like, what do you think? And he's like, I don't even know what question you guys are asking. You're just saying superhero names. And they were like, the, the question was, who would your character, who would you like to interact with? What superhero would you like to interact with? He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> the last question was uh it was it was like so how is it like being with you guys and all acting together and do you have a lot of fun on set and then jeremy renner was like it's that's exactly what you think he's like whatever you imagine that's what it's like oh <laughs> i was like i was like oh boy that guy that's not cool yeah um Another question. That was the last one. That's how they kind of ended it. But <laughs> what a way to end it. 
I know it was it was crazy. But another question was like, who would you like to interact with? That was the same question, and Cap had the best answer. Um, he was like, yeah, you know, I really think that I would like to be with the Human Torch. <laughs> He's like, you know, Johnny Storm. That's who I want to, you know, like we'd be fighting next to each other, cracking jokes. He seems like a nice guy. He seems like a great guy. <laughs> like all of a sudden, Rumlo leans over to Falcon and he's like, "Who is that? Who's Johnny Storm?" <laughs> like, so uh, Mackie like says into the microphone, "He's like, hey y'all, hey y'all." He's like, "This guy over here just asked me who Johnny Storm was." <laughs> so anyway, that was. It was a lot of fun. It was good. And the Russo brothers seemed really nice. And actually, um, Cap, who plays him? Chris Evans. He seemed like genuinely like a nice guy. Another question was, um, you know, if you could, if you could exhibit any character trait of your character that you don't have, what would it be? And he was like the selflessness of Cap. He's like, now I'm not like a, a selfish jerk all the time, but I mean, he sets the bar so high. Like, I wish I could do that. So like that's a good answer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really appreciated that. That was that was good. Um we'll have to talk about it. I think I recorded the whole thing. I don't know how it turned out. It's kind of not kid friendly, but I was thinking of maybe posting it up. So we you and I might have to talk and see if we want to do that. Oh, I hadn't realized that you recorded it. Yes. That's yes. cool. Yeah, Jennifer was asking and I was like, Oh no, he's not allowed to record it. I, I probably was not. <laughs> so after that, we went back to the floor, looked around for a little bit. Um, I went with a, a buddy of mine. And we talked to... Um, oh, what is her name? We talked to Christos Gage and his wife. Oh, cool. Which is Fletcher, maybe? I, now I feel really bad that I forgot her name. But we talked to them, and actually she talked to us a long, long time, and she was like, we love New Orleans. This is the first time we've been here. So they were writers on the Daredevil show. Ooh. And so they wrote the the one specifically. They wrote the scene with the ninja fight. Ah. So, and they were. she was talking to us about how, like, they got that hallway scene in two takes, and or one take, and they had only two uh, attempts at it. And they had the ninja scene, only two attempts at it. And they said if they didn't get two, get it in two takes, they were going to have to rewrite the scene. And so uh, they were very fortunate. Um, they said that they were working on Daredevil for 14 months before they could even say that they were working on Daredevil. Huh. That's crazy. They signed some nutso non-disclosure uh, agreement. So, And they said they're working on something else that's very exciting, but they're not allowed to talk about it. Oh, that's so cool. I told, um, I told Christos that i was like listen this is probably mean of me to say but whenever i see your name on a spider-man book next to slots that's one i want to pick up so (laughs) i was like i know it's gonna be good and then his wife leans over and she's like i tell chris that all the time we call it the gauge bump and dan slot it irritates him but it's true sales are higher (laughs) i was like well I'm living proof. Like, I like them better when you are writing. <laughs> so that was cool. He, she sent me, uh, she gave me her Facebook and, and email and stuff so that I could 
send stuff for him to get signed. I had him sign the X-Men Fantastic or uh, Spider-Man Fantastic Four trade that I picked up at the Gem City books. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. So that was good. And then um, we went to a panel with Christos Gage. It was supposed to be him and somebody else from uh, Marvel.com who was uh, supposed to be moderating. And he had to fly solo pretty much. And uh, he did a great job. He talked about how it's a job and like pacing yourself and um, you know, how to avoid writer's block. And uh, it was a lot of good information. He seems like a very level headed guy. Those are always the best. Yes. Yeah. They, like they meet your expectations. They're not jerks or like Jeremy Renner. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but he was nice. And, um, then after that, we, we walked, uh, we went into the Shatner, William Shatner panel. Um, he was telling stories. Somebody asked him how he prepares for a lightsaber battle. <laughs> and he took it very well. And he made up this whole long story, how you have to be one with the lightsaber and everything. That's funny. And then uh, we did the Bruce Campbell panel. Ah. Oh. It was called Bruce Campbell versus the audience. And he just ripped into anybody he could and he was not too nice about it so. oh awesome <laughs> it was it was pretty funny so did you ask questions during that panel no it was actually he called people up on stage if you thought you were the most interesting person in the room and then you had like a little contest and the audience voted but he just ridiculed people the entire time oh so you definitely raised your hand then no, I'm not the most interesting person. This one guy just went, walked up on stage, like, behind him. And he was like, what are you doing up here? He was like, I think I'm pretty interesting. He's like, get off my stage. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. So, anyway, it was fun. Did you uh, make a lot of purchases? I bought five books from oh. Gem City. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes, I did. So, let's see if I can list them. I got the 12, the entire series. I got the Spider-Man Fantastic Four by Christos Gage. I'm trying to think of the other ones. Um, they were ones I needed. Oh, uh, Ms. Marvel Civil War. Mm. So, I'm still looking to complete that run. And then two others. Um, actually, Red-Headed Stranger which I went home and I was like, I already got this one. That's crazy. Ah, bummer. Yeah, that is a bummer. Cause I remember that was on my list as like, this one's really hard to find. So, um, that's the, you know, brand new day. Yeah. One. And then, uh, a fifth one, which I can't remember. I think it was another Spider-Man one, but they didn't have a paradise X or earth X. I almost picked up a novelization, but then I was like, I can probably get this cheaper than $5. For some reason, 200 pages of novel is cheaper than, you know. 22 uh, pages. Right, yeah. Yeah, I've been looking for that Paradise X book for you everywhere. i just yeah. not finding it. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you. It's volume one that you're looking for, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. It's, they had volume two. Oh, I think I, I think I picked up a Hickman Fantastic Four. That's probably what okay. I yeah, I'm still trying to com complete that. So, so was uh, compared to other cons you've been to, was it pretty good? It was it was a lot bigger because we skipped last year. This is our first fourth time going. 
Okay. Um, we, we skipped last year, and this this was huge and packed out compared. But you know what, though? Like, there was a lot of – there were, like, three soap vendors, like, you know, homemade bar soap. Mm-hmm. Somebody called to me and was like, would you like to smell this soap? And I was like, no, actually, I wouldn't. And they were like, what? I was like, <laughs> I'm very careful about what sense. She was like, oh, they give you headaches? I was like, yeah. She was like, well, okay. I'm like, thanks. Mm, that's a, It's a tough thing to sell at a comic book convention. Right, yeah. And then, you know, they had the artists and everything. And um, uh, Greg, no, not Greg Land. Who's the other guy who looks like him? Oh, I forget. I'm drawing a blank, man. I cannot help you. Greg Horn. Oh, okay. Greg Horn was there. He's there every year. So he's got his stuff. Um, they had a lot of interesting, like, non-comic booky, but very much stylized stuff. So, like, when you look at it, you're like, wow, that's really cool. But you can't do sequential art that way. Like, you know, whatever it is. And then also you're kind of like yeah it's cool this year but this poor artist who's making his living on this style it's it's going to go out of business i mean it's going to go out of vogue you know yeah so anyway there was that well sounds fun sounds like you had a good time yeah yeah there was a man there's just some of these people the way they dress just to get your attention it's it's very repulsive Hey, here's a. Do you have this bookmark yet? And there's just like they're all up on you, and you're like, hey, easy, (laughs) back off. Yeah, yeah. So I I I don't remember that happened at Gem City. No, Gem City was so much smaller. Yeah. The Wizard World shows are kind of, they're kind of known for that, uh, you know, being a little bit less about comics, and a lot more about the cosplay stuff. Yeah. But it was weird, though. I was really hoping to see a whole lot more. Um, you know, there was even Star Wars and stuff, but I was hoping to see more comic book stuff. And, you know, everyone says that. They're like, you know, they used, they're called comic cons for a reason. But then when you even look at the promoters, you know, the majority of the panels aren't even comic book related. Right. You know, so they're turning into more, even San Diego Comic Con. That's not really about comic books anymore either. It's more of like a, a pop nostalgia uh kind of thing you know there was a um there was a panel called (laughs) what star star trek means to me (laughs) so it was like just a panel discussion about people saying what it meant to them in their life i mean like i don't (laughs) want to discount that but it was kind of like i'm not gonna who would go to this like who would like if there was like one that said what spider-man means to me I, I don't think I would go. <laughs> like, why would I be interested in what these people think? Because it would probably only cheapen my own view of, I'd be like, what? That's what you get out of this character? Oh, my goodness. You know, like, he's so much better than that. You're wrong. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's like, the only reason I would go would, it would be to voice my opinion, and then that's dumb, too. Like, <laughs> now you listen to me. But then again, that's why I do this podcast. So. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking was, well, I think that's why people listen to us. <laughs> you know? There are several podcasts that I listen to that I'm like, you know what? I respect this person's opinion. Uh, they've grown on me. I want to know what they think about this. You know? Yeah. 
Speaking of which, Secret Wars 9. Secret Wars 9. What do you think, man? Um, It was okay. It yeah. was not... The it didn't hit the ball out of the park for me, uh, but it was good. <clears throat> um, yeah, like I think Black Panther really shined. I thought that was a. I really like him being, you know, the top dog and and doing some wild stuff with the you know Infinity Gauntlet and going after Doom. Uh, him and Namor's battle with Doom at the beginning was was pretty sweet. Um, the ending. Not so sure. I think the jury's still out. Either the jury's still out or I just didn't care for it that much. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just... So, it's kind of the 616, but it's not the 616, but everything still happened, but we've got some changes to it. And all the other worlds are going to be created by Mr. Fantastic and his kids. Like, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Okay, that's yeah, different. Yeah. Um, the, I, you know, somebody had said, so the two smartest people in the Marvel Universe were reduced to physically punching each other. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. Hmm. Interesting. I, uh, I thought it was, a, it was an apt rap for everything that he had done since he was started Avengers, you know, and... So in New Avengers number one, you had the Black Panther who notices that something's wrong, right? Yeah. So it ends with him. Uh, you also have this whole thing, like all hope lies in doom uh, from his Fantastic Four and FF run. Um, so I saw that as well coming into play. But I think the biggest thing that the biggest takeaway is the last line everything lives because the whole thing was everything dies everything dies everything dies everything dies and i think that the theme of this is that not everything dies everything changes mm. and so therefore it is going to live it's just going to go on in a different way and i think that's the message we're supposed to take away from this like you have everything going like crumbling and crashing down and everything but then when it's all totally destroyed, there's a new status quo, and that status quo is the new definition of good. It's just everything lives, you know? Like, it still exists. It still goes on. It's just in a new way. Hmm. And that's kind of what I took away from that. I thought it was interesting, all the stuff about, like, the Molecule Man, um, how he gives life to each universe, and how um, he's stabilizing himself out by splitting himself off and going into another universe. Uh, I like how they they use his kids, you know, Fantastic Four's kids, how Franklin is making the, the universes. Um, I didn't quite understand how um, T'Challa survived. He just grabbed one of the Infinity Gems. Which one is that? They well, they did an interview with Hickman and uh, Tom Brevoort, and they couldn't remember either. Like <laughs> it's the time gem or it's the reality gem, right? They right. said it could kind. Of, they kind of act in similar ways, so it could have been either. Right. So when everything was destroyed, like that's the part that really, the mechanics of it, 
like I guess only a nerd would really care about this. But does that mean that the gems are gone or that the gem somehow saved him or that he willed the gem to save him or did he create that one universe and or did he just was he just saved and other things were created by Franklin um and we're like time jumping um I thought it was weird how they have the spaceship you know what I mean it's like okay Wakanda's gonna lead the way and that's gonna be our alpha flight I mean, obviously, it's setting up the all-new, all-different stuff. I don't know why they picked eight months later. Is it because that this book has been going on for eight months? I, I don't know. finally catching up? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe just an arbitrary amount of time that they think they could kind of rip things apart and not have to explain it. I think the one thing that this, this, this storyline, this whole book, since Avengers number one, has been a victim of is it is dated like certain things that are happening in the marvel universe have now dated this book Mm. so captain america being old um the alpha flight thing you know transitioning to the new stuff because like if i was to go back and read all of avengers and new avengers and then and then read secret wars like I'd be like, why is Cap old? Why is, you know, why suddenly does this change? And, you know, some of the limited series and everything, it's just, it's not totally self-contained. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, unfortunately, that's the only example I can think of right now. But I feel like there's other stuff like with, oh, I know, with Superior Spider-Man. So, like, Spider-Man, suddenly they don't trust him. Oh, he's Doc Ock. But, like... If you read it without that, you'd be like, what's going on with that character? How is he, why is he acting weird? Oh, it's something going on in his book that Hickman had to change, you know? Yeah. And so, therefore, Hickman is limited. What do you think about... Um, what do you think about Doom's face? What do you think that represents? Like, it being changed. Uh, it just kind of seemed like uh, Reed Richards kind of uh, a peace offering, maybe? of some sort that's all i could really think of because i don't i don't see the reason for it i don't see the reason for a lot of stuff that you know it the it's basically the 616 universe but then reed decided you know what we're gonna keep weird world and we're gonna keep the ultimate thor hammer and miles morales and the maestro he's gonna have run this contest of champions like what how were these decisions decided are they just very arbitrary or are they by coincidence or what right and how did they get to the one place where they are creating these things is that the 616 or are they creating these universes on the same universe or whatever that that we're going to be reading about or are they outside of that well, Tom Brevoort said the 616 is no more. That it's now Prime Earth. Isn't that like DC? Don't they have that? Yeah, they have Earth Prime, yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, Joe, they even pulled up a, an interview that Joe Casada did when he was editor-in-chief and said that it's the stupidest thing, that he hates how it's called that, that DC calls their stuff that. And now Marvel's doing that. Yep. So there's been a lot of fan backlash, and there, there, a lot of fans are just saying 
it's still the 616 universe. There's just a couple things added. That's all it is. I, w- I mean, I would tend to agree with that. They may not say it anymore, but the fans know it. And that's one of those things that nerds hold on to, too. They'd be like, oh, well, I mean, this is really the 616. It, like, even after it's gone, they'd be like, well. Well, in his interview that he did, Tom Tom Brevoort did one with uh, Comic Book Resources, and he said, even though I know no one else wants it this way, I, this is still what I'm going to do. Like, oh. <laughs> Like very, it seemed very pompous, very arrogant, and everyone is saying they don't want it, and there's really no reason to, you know, upset fans and people about it. But you're still gonna do it anyway. Well, if you look at it from like the DC uh, New Fifty Two, everybody was like, "What are you doing?" And they said, "We're still gonna go ahead and do this, and then you're gonna catch on. You trust us, it'll be good." But see, this this change is way more minor than that. You know what I mean? So, like, the fans may not like it, but most of the time they'll forget about it. Like, when you're reading a book, how many, like, six months down the road, 12 months down the road, are you going to be like, yeah, but this isn't the 616? Well, yeah, but when you run a podcast and a Facebook page called Marvel 616 Politics, it kind of (laughs) matters. The one thing that that I didn't like was that in Spider-Woman number one or whatever she easily went over to spider gwen's 65 or earth 65 or whatever yeah it's like well wait a minute are we going to be traveling back and forth are we going to does everybody know that there's multiple universes why don't you just shop around to the best universe and then you know plant yourself there right well even in one of those titles it refers to spider woman as the spider woman of the 616 universe and Tom said that their editors need to pay more attention. <laughs> it's like, well, aren't you one of like the main editors, and you know, like you're kind of number two to Axel Alonso? You need to do your job. <laughs> Man. So, what are your feelings about that whole thing? About the whole what? Well, if you take out the podcast and you take out the Facebook page, um, it just your... seems like an unnecessary change. Because it it did make it easy to label because there are other universes out there. Reed is creating other universes. And to just be able to say, yes, this is the one, this is the main timeline. You know, whether we call it Earth, you know, Prime Earth or 616 or main, like, what am I supposed to call this? Because there's there's a reason why, you know, I don't read the Marvel Adventures line. Because the Marvel Adventures line doesn't take place in the 616 universe, you know? I don't right. read some of these titles that you pretend apply in the 616, but they don't. You know, I know that the movies don't take place in the 616 universe. They still happen or whatever, but they're not main continuity. So I felt like 616 was an easy way to just kind of encompass that. And when you say 616, people know what you're talking about. Does that people, make sense? I, yes, but I think people are still going to use that. I don't think people are going to correct each other and be like, oh, no, no, it's Earth Prime. Especially if they use numbers for the other ones. If they say, yeah. oh, well, this is Earth 65. And be like, well, okay. Got it. That's Earth 65. What is this one? Oh, Earth Prime. No, it's a 616. <laughs> well, you know, that, I, uh, that was another question people were saying. So is this, is this now Earth 1? And because it is, it kind of 
folks had said, you know, it kind of shows that we're like the center of everything. And right. by the Marvel continuity being called the 616, it kind of showed that, yeah, we're not the only one. We're not the main one. We're not like an egocentric, like we're the best of the best. But we're number 1616 in a long line of various universes, but we're not necessarily number one. Correct. That was a good point. Well, okay, so let's look at this. Earth Zero is our real world, correct? I don't know, is it? I think in Mark Millar's 1985, it said that our, that we are in Earth Zero. And okay. one of the stories, 1985, took place in Earth Zero. It's supposed to be ours. Okay. Um, Earth One, I believe, we saw in Spider Verse, and that's where the ancients or whatever lived. Is that correct? I I I don't know. <laughs> okay, I think I think that's correct. So when you say Earth Prime, how does our Earth fit into that? And then also, if you're going to start creating new universes, right? And knowing <laughs> this is such a stupid and knowing uh reed's propensity for organization and cataloging he's gonna start numbering these things again so then you're just like okay well this is earth 001a so after the new creation you know like ac after creation gotcha so you're just gonna start renumbering these things because they're still continuing to make them yeah. So, like, it's not like you're gonna, not going to use numbers anymore. You're just going to maybe say, well, like, I look at it as, um, like, if you look at it like a, a spider, how it has eight eight legs, so it has four on this side connecting to the body and then four on this other side. Okay. Okay, so, like, <clears throat> let's say that each leg on the left-hand side is 616, 10, 1016, um, you know, 1602, and then earth one or whatever and then we have this giant collapse where everything comes together and that's the body of the spider and that's battle world okay and secret mm -hmm. wars and then now he's creating the other ones so then you the top the top leg of that spider is going to be earth one earth two earth three earth four you're going to just start renumbering all yeah pretty much <laughs> right so like eventually if you get down to Earth 616, because the people who live on Earth 616 don't know it's Earth 616. Like, no. who who in the world knows the number of their universe? No Just one. Maybe, maybe Reed. That's it. Yeah. You know? And so, I mean, unless they have that, um, I forget, at the end of Spider-Verse, that guy who does the web and everything, he might keep track. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, what I'm saying is, like, now they can actually keep track and number and Reed's probably going to number them all. And so eventually something else is going to be 616, but earth prime, unless that is the place where Reed is creating universes with Franklin, then earth prime would just be another number because he created it. You know what I'm saying? If it's, oh, yeah. the, or if it's the origin point of where all the other universes, if, if Spider-Man and Miles Morales are standing on Earth at the end of Secret Wars, and it's the same universe, the same place that Reed is launching other universes from, then I can understand that it's Earth Prime. Or Prime Earth, or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. But if they're on a different one, and Reed is launching these universes from, like, 
the middle of the spider, the body of the spider, let's say, would just then then we're not prime Earth. We're uh, you know reading about Earth One. So yeah, I just think it's a faulty. I don't think they thought it out. Well, I don't. I think that's kind of been uh, the pattern that has been under Axel's reign. Is there hasn't been a lot of of thinking things out. It's been a lot of shooting from the hip with various ideas, and it doesn't really matter if they don't fit. We just won't explain it, and people will just have to draw their own conclusions. I like think this one- stuff does not even in Secret Wars itself. It was a nine issue miniseries, and if you read the the other titles like Age of Apocalypse and um, uh, this, what was the series with Maestro? Future and Perfect. Uh, Future and Perfect. And Inferno, you read those three, and then you try and read the regular Secret Wars main, you know, miniseries, it, they don't add, add up. The stuff that happened with, you know, Apocalypse is killed, Maestro is stuck, uh, and how the battle in Inferno ends, and then all of a sudden they're in Battle World at Doom's Castle taking, trying to take him down as the world implodes. Well, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And that was just for a nine-issue miniseries, so. I think that one of the reasons why they did this is so that they could explore. They wouldn't be continuity-driven anymore. They wouldn't be constrained by continuity. So they could have more books saying, hey, we're going to have Howard the Duck come in. We're going to have, you know, Hellcat do this. And we're going to have, you know, all these. They can do all these off-the-wall things, anything they want to do. I think they were looking for they may have been looking for a way to unpaint themselves out of a corner that they thought they were in. Mm -hmm. But now I believe that they've inflated the amount of things that can go on. Just look at the invincible Iron Man title where he can change his suit into anything and do whatever he wants. You can't go back to that. Just like Peter Parker, he ran his business. He's a genius. He has all this tech. Everybody loves him. How do you go back to the normal status quo? Yeah. They, in in opening up the ability for them to do anything, they have painted themselves into a corner because the readers are going to say, well, wait a minute, they can't take care of that villain? All they got to do is call this ultra-powerful Galactus to kill him. Like, he's on our team now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that they said, okay, well, we're going to give the writers a ton more freedom and then we can make it jive with the cinematic universe and, and, and uh, you know, anything else that we want to do so we can tie in a bigger franchise get more money but in doing that they've cheapened the actual medium because once you take away the rules of okay well here's the boundaries of the sandbox that we're playing in then things start to not make sense Mm -hmm. very well said that's my take on it and that's why if we would have won powerball we could have made some changes that's true, and I, I I actually think that this is why Hickman's not working for Marvel anymore, because really? I think I think he I, this is pure speculation, but I think probably what happened is he says, well, I've told my story, like I've made my mark, and going back and telling another story in this new sandbox is just going to be anticlimactic and kind of take away the punch of uh, his last line, everything lives. Mm. So I, I don't think we're going to see him in Marvel for 
years, if ever at all. Could be. I mean, he said he wants a, a nice long break. I don't blame him. <laughs> all right. All right. So any more on that? No. Just uh, it did not uh, live up to ex- expectations, unfortunately. I, I thought that for where they wanted to go and the story that they were telling, I thought that this issue was better than a lot of the middle issues, like from five, six, seven, and eight, I thought. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, we'll probably get into this when we talk about our awards, but yeah, there were definitely a couple issues in there that were a lull. And, but I think, I really think the time in between each issue killed the momentum. Agreed. Even when it came out, and I'm reading it, I'm like, I'm just not as excited about it because I've got Extraordinary X-Men on their fifth issue and Secret Wars still isn't finished up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So whatever happens in Secret Wars, is it going to be a huge deal because all these other titles are on their third, fourth, and now fifth issues? No, no big deal, you know? Hmm. All right. Well, let's hit the awards. Um... We have awards, predictions. We have 10 predictions each. We have top 10 characters to watch. And also we have uh, something that we were going to do for fun that we'll talk about a little bit later. But this is our yearly awards of best writer, best artist, best solo character, best Avengers title, best X-Book, best event, most underrated title, best limited series, new title, best new title of 2015, and best overall issue this year. And then we have our predictions. Now, do you want to... I didn't ask you this. Do you want to review our awards from last year? We're probably going to review our predictions and our characters to watch. But do you want to do the awards? Um, I'm just going to follow your lead, bro. <laughs> okay. All right, bro. Yeah. Well, we're in California at the awards. I figured, you know, I got to talk like them. Oh, sure, yeah. Um... So I'll, I'll say just a highlight of uh, some of the ones that I had. Now, um, I, I'm not going to name some of these because they're going to be the same, I think. So uh, we had last year, uh, best artist was Leonard Kirk, who was on the Fantastic Four. Um, we had best event was Time Runs Out, which was kind of controversial because it wasn't necessarily an event type of thing. We had Best Goofy Book was Secret Avengers. Most underrated title was Punisher. Best Renumbering Book was Superior Iron Man. Uh, Best New Title of 2014 was Moon Knight. And Best Limited Series was Amazing Spider-Man Learning to Crawl. And these were mine. So, obviously, if you can't tell, I don't think... Because Storm isn't mentioned anywhere on here. Yeah, I was going to say, this is definitely not my... uh, my but I couldn't find mine. <laughs> I looked, man. I looked for yours. I found your predictions. I just didn't find your awards. So, well, I mean, you could have re-listened to that episode. I could have. Yeah, you're right. What? Way to drop the ball. Uh, uh, I mean, you need to go the extra mile, Andy. <laughs> All right. So, let's hit these 2015 awards. Would you like to go first? Or sure. Me? All right, man. All right. Four. The Marvel 616 Politics 2015 Awards for Best Writer. The winner is Cullen Bunn. Ooh, 
for Magneto? Colin, yes, he wrote the heck out of Magneto. Yes, sir, he did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought about him, but then I thought uh, most of his stuff this year was tie-in to um, Last Days. And I was like, ah. Well, really, only four issues were tied into Last Days. His other eight were not. Gotcha. Yeah, well, good choice, good choice. Mine again this year is Jonathan Hickman for Secret Wars. Not surprised. Yes, I figured you wouldn't be. You got your man crush on the Hickman. <laughs> All, right. All right. Go for it. For best artist, we have Isad Ribic for Secret Wars. Ooh, okay. All right. I wasn't sure if you were going to go in that direction. Are you? I picked Steve McNiven for Uncanny Unhumans. Oh, for the one issue he drew in? For the two issues he drew the whole year? <laughs> Interesting. I uh, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna go with Ribic, but then um, I didn't want to just have stack all these awards with Secret Wars when it wasn't super fantastic good. But isn't it kind of telling about Marvel for the year? <laughs> it is. It really is. Well, okay. Steve McNiven, you know, can't argue with him. The dude could draw, you know, uh, I don't know, ponies, and I'd probably pick up the book. Yeah, he is fantastic, right? Uh, he is. Uh, for best solo character, I picked Storm. <laughs> and I picked Storm, not... You know, to justify my answer, uh, I felt like her miniseries wasn't necessarily the best. Well, not mini her solo book was not necessarily the best, but it kind of took her away from the team and let her actually work as a solo character. And huh. I thought it that's why I gave that to her. Surprise, surprise. Because even with some of the other solo books, um, you know, Nightcrawler, it was basically Nightcrawler and the X-Men is what his book was. Cyclops was Cyclops and the Starjammers. Uh, so Storm was basically Storm with, you know, uh, Beast on microphone back at the mansion. So that's why I wanted that. <laughs> Good choice. Um, best solo character for me was Victor Von Doom. Mm. I thought that he really got fleshed out. Uh, I, we got to see him and kind of what he cares about and really his rationalization this year for why he acts the way he does. And do you think he remembers everything from Secret Wars? I don't know. Uh, you know, if Tony knows that his face has changed, then I would think so. Hmm. So, I, I don't know. All right, because he was there, but Tony wasn't there, right? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you do the next three? I'll let you okay. on the next few. Best Avengers title. I'm gonna say New Avengers, and that's the stuff mainly the stuff with Molecule Man, uh, Doom, and Doctor Strange, not the Cap and Tony stuff that we resaw uh, for the fifteenth time. That was in the Avengers proper book. This was New Avengers. Um, and not the new Avengers with Sunspot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had um, choice. What did you have? 
I, I also chose New Avengers. Oh, hey, all right, all right. Yeah, I thought you know, New Avengers and Avengers ran pretty concurrently together, uh, but I would put New Avengers for the win just based on Diodato's artwork. Yes, yes. Um, best X-Book? I went again this year with all new X-Men. Oh, really? Yes. What 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 is it about all new that you just it it tickled your fancy? Well, I um it, I almost picked Amazing X-Men. Um but I I liked the Black Vortex thing. I know it was kind of a I had a lot of fun with it. It was kind of meaningless. It wasn't that smart of a series. It's kind of dragged on. Um, but I enjoyed it, and I really liked the art, and so I liked their interaction with it. So that's why. Okay. I went with Extraordinary X-Men. Uh, even though it only had four issues released in 2015, I thought that it was better than the other books that were released all year. I can see that. I was I was kind of waiting for that to, I don't know. I'm waiting to see where they go with that. You know, I didn't have enough to go on. Yeah. No, that just kind of shows my disappointment with the X Men titles last year. <laughs> I think this year they're going to be a lot better, especially compared to the Avengers stuff, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the jury's out. Uh, things are not looking good in my my crystal ball. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a shame. That's a shame. Um, are you up on all your extraordinary X Men? Because I think I'm one issue behind. Yes, I'm all caught up. Okay. Last I saw, Sinister said something about Scott being still alive. I think you might be two issues behind. Ooh. Okay. All right. Um, best event. Now, the events I looked at were Black Vortex, Spider-Verse, and Secret Wars. Were there other ones that I missed? Uh, Axis. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I missed that one. <laughs> uh, there was Axis. There was, um, what was the, uh, the Last Will and Testament of Professor X? Is that that was just a story? Yeah, I guess though. that's more of a storyline. Never mind. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to shut you down. I'm no, you're like right. You're right. Conversing. You're you're totally right. <laughs> I knew that I won. <laughs> um, I would say that the best event was Secret Wars. Um, I enjoyed Black Vortex, but I thought Secret Wars was more meaningful, had more of a lasting impact. The art was good on all three of the ones I I looked at: Black Vortex, Spider Verse, and Secret Wars. Um, but you know, I just, uh, I'm a sucker for Hickman's, uh, story. Yeah. I went with secret wars as well. I mean, when you look at the other three contenders, there's really not much of a competition, which Access is fine is too. I'm totally fine with that because I would rather have less events than more events. I'd rather just have good solid stories. And if they lead to event, great. But they don't need to. We don't need an event every three months. Right. Do you think we're gonna have a Spider-Man event this year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we're gonna have. We're they're gonna continue. Uh, Kevin McVicker did an excellent, excellent article on Marvel616Politics.com about event fatigue, and mm. had sales data and numbers and these ridiculously awesome charts because people complain about them, but when you look at how they sell. You can see why they continue to make them. 
Yes. So if you've yeah. not read that, definitely check that out. Well, it's one of those. We will check it out, but it's 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 one of those things. It's like, well, you don't like it, but because it's an event, you're not adamantly against it to the point where you want to fall behind on your current events. Yeah. So that's but, the. That's but he the also used thing. events that didn't sell well, like Chaos War. He included those numbers and gave some rationale for those those low sales. Huh. So it is it's really interesting. I will look at that. Yeah. That's right up my alley actually. So um and Chaos War, you know, a lot of those those are characters that you don't really they're not really in the limelight. So Yeah, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. And Doom War too. I'd be interested in seeing how that panned out also as far as sales. Yeah, definitely take a look. Um, most underrated title, good, but not much press. <laughs> I would say that would be Magneto. Magneto, I just thought was perfect from beginning to end, but you never really saw it advertised. I saw advertisements for, for Ms. Marvel and Squirrel Girl and Groot, but nothing for Magneto, and, and it was a great book. Um, I picked Vision. So this new one, Vision, I haven't heard much about it. It's like three issues in. Um, I am loving this book. And uh, my runner-up was Uncanny Inhumans, which I think, I even though they put the big guns on that, like no one really cares, but I don't even care, but it's still drawing me in. Like, <laughs> hey, what's going to happen here? I don't even care. <laughs> it's weird, man. Like, I really am like, I don't care about this book, but I, I'm kind of excited to read it. I, I didn't read all new Inhumans, did you? Um, I read the first issue of both the Inhumans books. And what did you think? I don't remember what happened in either of them. The are you are you including Uncanny Inhumans? Yeah, like I remember bits and pieces, but I've just found that with the majority of the I was telling talking to my cousin about this earlier. I've found that with the majority of the all new, all different Marvel titles, if I try to keep up with them like i read issue one and then two weeks later issue two comes out and then three issue weeks later issue three comes out i don't remember what's going on because my interest was never really peaked that i'm hanging on the edge so what i've been doing is kind of waiting now until the books get three or four in and then just reading them all together so my interest is sustained i got you you know that happened to me with a brand new day when they were releasing at three uh, three times a month. Oh yeah. It was just like, I can't keep up because I, I don't, I, there's no anticipation. There's no wait for this book. And so I'm trying to collect them all. So eventually I can go back and reread them and say whether or not they were actually good. <sighs> yeah. So that like just, uh, two nights ago I read, uh, all new Wolverine one to four and it made so much more sense than when I first read all new Wolverine one. I was like, who cares? <laughs> She's Are you going to keep reading this book? You what? Are you going to keep reading it? I don't know. It's like one of the few X titles, so I want to read it because it's an X title, but I'm really not finding myself compelled or wondering what's going to happen with Doctor Strange or why Wasp is going to be in the next issue. I'm just not... I don't know. What about you? I read the first issue, and I was like... Did there's other books I want to, I, I'm not going to kill myself to read this one, you know? 
Yeah. We're, next next episode, we'll go through our reading list. By that time, hopefully, almost everything will be out. I'm really looking forward to Uncanny X-Men number one. I still have not read that. Um, oh, okay. So I'm going to try to catch up a lot and then really solidify my reading list. Well, issue two comes out Wednesday. Ooh, dog, you can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was the first Was the first one good? Um... It's Colin Bunn. I know, right? And Magneto. Colin Bunn writes a really good solo book. Uh, I think sometimes it's hard to juggle the cast. But then also, editorially, I think there's a lot of manipulation. Just sure. in some of the stuff that's happening, I'm like, no, no, that's not we'll, how it would work. <laughs> we'll probably get to that in our predictions. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. What? All right. For best limited series, we have a tie for Jared uh, <laughs> between X Men '92 and Giant Size Little Marvels AVX. I knew <laughs> Giant Size Little Marvels was gonna be in there, but I, I should have known X Men '92. Uh, they're both great. I love the nostalgia and the cameos in X Men '92 and Giant Size Little Marvels AVX. I could definitely read a Scotty Young um, Little Marvels book on a monthly basis. Um, for it's funny you say that because I have it. This is crazy that this is my hardest category. <laughs> um, I had Old Man Logan, Planet Hulk, Future Imperfect, Renew Your Vows, Civil War, and Marvel Zombies. Um, in contention, in contention for this. Wait, um, you had Planet Hulk in contention. I I liked. I like the art and I like the beginning of it. I didn't like the end of Marvel Zombies. I didn't like the end of Planet Hulk. Um, Civil War I thought was good throughout. Future Imperfect kept my attention. Uh-huh. I think, though, if you will allow me to have a tie as well, <laughs> it would be Old Man Logan and Renew Your Vows, which is crazy because last year my best limited series was another Dan Slott Spider-Man. So apparently I like Dan Slott writing in the past and writing alternate versions of spider-man like superior spider-man but just not my beloved peter parker just not peter write miles but don't write peter oh kills me (laughs) use your talent for good not evil slot so you didn't you liked how old man logan ended uh yeah i thought it was okay i mean i understand what they were trying to do so I, I like the art and I like some of the, the story beats that they touched on. I like the, the first issue when he went to go see Emma and, you know, back and forth. I didn't really like the whole place with iron, the armor planet or whatever, but okay. So I guess going through it, renew your vows is, is number one. Oh, I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm just no, I, from hearing I, I, why you, why the others lost their spots. Like, Oh, I think maybe we just saw old man Logan differently. Well, uh, maybe I just didn't think it all the way through. That's okay. I know you're not trying to convince me to change it, but yeah. you know the two, the three that I can remember really how it ends. Future Imperfect, he's stuck. He thinks he won. Renew your vows. He, you know, he pretty much beats him. He's in that little tube, and they get him. Uh, Civil War. That's kind of a, a they sacrifice themselves type of thing. Yeah, it was good. You know, Planet Hulk was like, ha ha, gotcha. I know. Sorry we wasted your time and took your money. Right. Right. That was such a letdown. Okay, best new title of 2015. 
this was kind of difficult for me too, but I think uh, Doctor Strange is number one for me. With Jason Aaron and what's his first name? Bacalo. Bacalo. Is this a joke? Are you, is this opposite day? No, no, no. I really, really enjoy this title a lot. This is one of the ones I get excited when it comes out. Why? Because <laughs> I care about what's going on with all the magic in the Marvel Universe. And I think it's a it's a good character for Aaron to explore. And I like that he meets the other magic characters. And uh, he's got all these weird things that... It, it makes sense that these weird things happen when we don't see them. It doesn't make sense these weird things happening that we do see for Jason Aaron in the Thor book and everything. Ah, uh, the... The the characterization of Doctor Strange is despicable. Is it? That is not Doctor Strange at all. That's like Tony Stark in a red cape. <laughs> That's not him at all. At all. Well, you, to to be honest, I haven't read that much of Doctor Strange. The only Doctor Strange I've really read is in uh, in Bendis' run of New Avengers a long time ago. Yeah. But he's just, Doctor Strange is not this snarky, womanizing, forgetting his magic, making out with demons guy. I thought he was womanizing from way back. No, he's not. They make him like he's Tony Stark. And he's just. Well, then we got three Tony Starks right now in the 616. In Prime. Prime. Yeah, which is Peter Parker, Tony Stark, and Stephen Strange. And I think that's a huge problem is they're trying to make him like, oh, this funny snarky is is great. Let's make everyone like this. <laughs> oh, Andy. I'll have to get you some 1980s Doctor Strange books. My backups were Uncanny and Humans, Vision, and Invincible Iron Man. Wow. Really? Vision is that good? I'm enjoying Have you read any of it? I made it through the half of the first issue. <laughs> Dude, that book is so creepy. You're like just waiting for somebody just to like murder the entire neighborhood. You're like, oh, <laughs> what's going to happen to these people? <laughs> it's really creepy, dude. Well, I chose Extraordinary X-Men. And is it Extraordinary or Extraordinary? Um, I don't think they're Extraordinary. Like, hey, what kind of cone do you want? Vanilla. Well, that's Extraordinary. I think it's extraordinary. Okay. Extraordinary. We'll put them the Xed X-Men. I, X'd. I put I put them. Best new title. Yeah, all right, all right. Are you really enjoying that? You said that the 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 you know, the verdict's still out on that. Oh, I did? Well, for these new for the X-Men this coming year. Oh yes, definitely for the X-Men as a whole. The verdict is out. And we might talk about that a little bit in our predictions and stuff. But for extra, extra, the extra, <laughs> it's been good. It's that classic cast and uh, they're beating up demons and stuff. It's cool. I mean, who doesn't like that? Right. All right. It's you, man. Best overall issue. Now, this is hard because there are literally hundreds of books released. <laughs> in 2015 but 
when I had to think of what stuck out, what uh, what I could read more than once, what had some memorable panels and things that I remember I got to talk to Andy about this or I would read about over and over again, I had to go with Secret Wars Issue 8. Ooh, and what about it? Uh, Secret Wars Issue 8 was like, ha 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 each page. It was Doom rips Thanos' skull out. Thing is revealed as being the wall and goes after Galactus. And they fight. Star-Lord Star picks a toothpick and it turns out to be Groot who destro destroys Castle Doom. We've got an all-out fight with everyone all over Battleworld. The Annihilation Wave shows up. Namor and Black Panther show up leading the Marvel Zombies. And Black Panther has the Infinity Gauntlet with the gems. Like, it's like what we talked about the last episode. It was a it was a fanboy's what if dream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good choice, good choice. Thank you. Uh, mine was Secret Wars number two, and that's what we talked about. Like number one was just so awful, and then number two was like explained the world and the society and how everything functioned and who was who. I really, really enjoyed that. That was a contender, and I went back and looked through it, and there was just so much Thor in his underpants <laughs> that I'm like, when I, I could read, you know, 10 pages of Thor in his underpants or, you know, Doom ripping Thanos' skull out, I'm going to have to go for that. I think that you made a, a good choice. My, my second one was Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra, number one. Was it really? Yeah. That's awesome. It was, it was a good book. Yeah, it was. <laughs> did you even think about that one or no no i was scrolling through the list i was like oh that issue that was really good yeah that was excellent i really liked that and it's almost you want more but it's almost good like just leave it alone you know i'm i'm really surprised they didn't make a a, a series out of that one yeah like come on squirrel girl give us this one give us hank johnson come on. <laughs> come on. right Dude, I read Hellcat. It was awful. Mm. I was so disappointed. I just feel like you know better. <laughs> you know? I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> that's that's not where I thought or what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> so now I feel bad about myself. So. <laughs> I no, I really just like, like... Jessica Jones. All, all of a sudden... What do you mean just like Jessica Jones? Because Patsy Walker is in Jessica Jones. Oh, uh, I, I really like Patsy Walker, but I thought it was going to be a serious book, and it's just not a serious book in the least. It's yeah. terrible, and the art she looks all pudgy and stuff. Well, that's part of diversity. <laughs> Pudginess? No, in some panels she looks like totally fine, and then when she gets in her costume, she like becomes two feet smaller and <laughs> squatty. Well, I think, I not think, I know, it is part of a diverse thing, is that there is a movement to show that uh, men and women don't look like that in real life, and that that's not how they would look if they wore spandex. Yeah, but that's not, I mean, this is a comic, or this is a cartoony look. Why don't they do that with, like, like <clears throat> Alex Ross, when he paints stuff, like, mm -hmm. it is a beautiful picture, but you're like, they're wearing cloth over their body like that's not my superheroes and like they have the eye lenses and stuff uh on their masks and you're like that's taking away the 
I mean, you're giving too much reality. Yeah. It doesn't need... That's not what... I don't read comic books so I can see what reality is like. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I just don't think this is a good display of that. Yeah. That one... Um. That one. You want to go to our... Go, sorry? I'm sorry. Go ahead. You want to go to our predictions? Predictions 2016. All right, let's go. Uh, let's uh, let's look at some of our predictions from previously, shall we? <laughs> what if I say no? Uh, we can skip it. No. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Okay, some of the predictions we had. Um, continue to get. These are mine. These are my predictions. So we can kind of gauge how we did. Uh, continue to get a fair share of indie feeling comics that don't really care about continuity. True. That's. I think that happened. Yeah. Uh, somehow see Star Wars coming to the 616 or equivalent. That did not happen. Uh, thank goodness. Yeah. But I think Stan Lee, my, my sister-in-law, just texted me today, and Stan Lee was like, oh, wouldn't it be great to have Spider-Man say the Force is with you? Yeah. I told her she ruined my day. He did say that, but how much weight does he hold? <laughs> I know. I said, I said he's a poor senile man, that guy. Uh-oh. Sorry. He revealed this week that he's he's losing his eyesight. Oh, that poor guy. He said he can't read comic books anymore. That is a shame. That's a shame. It is. I do feel sorry for him. Um, my prediction, consolidate the different universes. That did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, finally see an end to the 1610 universe. That did happen as well. Amen. Uh, Miracle Man finally has new content. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again, another year that did not that did not happen. I gave up on that guy. Uh, by the end of the year, a tenth of the publishing roster will be Star Wars. That has not happened. We have probably one um, twentieth, one twenty fifth, probably. Yeah, there's like what four books right now. Um, I don't know. Every week, I think there's at least one out of, you know, twenty. So, um, less team books and more solo titles. True. We do have that. Yep. More and more series of 12 to 18 issues and then done. Oh, yes. And then a wider range of genres in Marvel's lineup. Humor, horror, spy, romance. And actually, I don't think that that has happened. We have more humor, but not anything else. Well, the the what was that Secret Wars title with Ms. Marvel? Um, that was just that one romance, uh, Marvel romance. But if you think, like, when was the last time there was a Marvel romance book? So, That's Secret true. War, Secret Love, or whatever. I don't know. I didn't even read it. Oh, yeah, Secret Love. That's probably what it's called. Yeah. All right. You had Marvel. Miles Morales comes to stay in the 616. Whoop. We'll go ahead and say yes, right? Yes. Um, Wolverine comes back by Christmas. Oh. You know what? These might not be yours, man. Who's would they some be? Of these... What? Whose would they be? I may have, may have rewritten mine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Sorry. Oh, here are yours. Okay. Oh. Um. More Academy junk. Oh. Are you sure that's the, that's not the year before's? Oh, that might be the year before's. Because that's when there were every 
book had a school book. Right, right. Okay. All right, well, then I guess I don't have yours. That's I'm sure shame. they all came true. I have five of yours. Uh, four Avengers characters uh, going through changes will be back to the original states. So that would be Thor, Cap, Iron Man, Falcon, or Hulk. We got Iron Man. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is less emphasis on X-Men and Fantastic Four. Yes. Doctor Strange and Ant-Man will get ongoing titles. We didn't have a Doctor... Well, okay. Yeah. You just said it was your favorite 2015. You're right. You're right. You're right. Gosh. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Star-Lord and Rocket Raccoon will join the Avengers. Oh. That did not happen. No go. And new Warriors will be canceled. All new Invaders and Nova canceled. But Nova will be relaunched. Ooh, it's like I'm looking in the future. all right all right so this year now did you go 10 to 1 or or did you order them or no i did order them all right man lay it on me all right number 10 another x-men related title will be announced marvel is looking at their sales of their books and i i don't know if you saw it or not in the dropbox i threw in the sales numbers for the last uh, batch of Marvel books, they're not good. And I think Marvel will see that the X-Men titles can sell and they're going to launch another one. All right, so another X-Men title. I'm going to try to actually keep track of these. All right. So I will try to type while you're talking this next time. All right, my number 10. Less books caring about continuity this year. We'll have even less books that care about continuity. Already happening. Yep. Three weeks in. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number nine, Professor Xavier Returns. (laughs) Why is that funny? Because I got that one too. Oh. That's my number nine. Charles Xavier will come back and lead the all-new X-Men. Look at that. Same number too. Well, I, I moved it to make it number nine. Oh. Okay. Go ahead. No, you. Uh, Number eight, Captain America regains his youth. You know, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't either, but I really was struggling. I really only had like five or six decent ones I thought were going to (laughs) happen. All right, good to know. All right, uh, my number eight, no resolution to the young X-Men. They will become a secondary book for the X-Men, but they will be the primary book for those characters. So... When we see, I think if you look at Scott and Bobby and Angel, you're only going to find them in the Young X-Men book. Now, Jean Grey, probably not. She'll be in the Extraordinary. But I think they're going to phase out those other characters. Phase out which characters? The older versions of these people. Oh, like Beast and Iceman? Yeah. And Archangel, who just came back? Archangel just came back where? Oh, You've got reading to do. Wait, which which title? Uncanny. Sorry. <laughs> Uncanny X-Men? Oh, okay. All right. And All right. Iceman just came out as gay, and Beast is running with the Inhumans. 
I know, but I think that I think that Beast and Iceman are gonna kind of fade into the. Well, that wouldn't be very diverse of you. Why? Iceman finally comes out as gay, and you get rid of him. No, no, he's still gonna be the young Iceman. Is still gonna be in the, the all new X Men book. I know. I just that seems wrong. Does it though? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> you're ridiculous. All right. Number seven, there's going to be a magic crossover with Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, and some of the other magical characters in the Marvel Universe. I like that. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Are you? Nope. But I think it's going <laughs> to happen. I didn't think you were. All right. <laughs> uh, my number six, or is it my number seven? No. My number seven. Uh, Venom's character is forever changed at least throughout the end of this year. I mean, it's hard to say forever, but as he is no longer a Spider-Man villain, I don't think he will ever be a Spider-Man villain again. Oh, he's like the Spider-Man villain. I know, it kills me, but he's gone. He's a space knight now, and he we know what species he is, and they have their own nonsense. Ugh, it kills me. That's a shame. Breaks my heart. I'm not reading it. I didn't realize... He's his own species now. He's yeah, they found that out in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's like a Clytech or something. Who knows? I don't know. But he's still a symbiote, right? Right, but the, that is a specific species from a planet, and they are usually not hostile, and they're usually out doing good. So What? That, I know, I know. It kind of contradicts the planet of the symbiote stuff from the 90s. Oh, it's so sad. Ay, ay, ay. That's Bendis that did that. Number six. A huge slew of titles will be canceled. <laughs> huge. I'm talking Donald Trump huge. Okay, give me a number. Oh. Give me a number and a time frame. I would say 70% of the books. Ooh, 70%. If you. By when? By. July? Let me just. Here, I've got the sales ranking, okay? The okay. last Marvel sales ranking, books that didn't even make it in the top 100. Whew. Squirrel Girl, Star-Lord, Hercules, Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur, Angela, Black Knight, Illuminati. Starbrand yeah. and Nightmask, number one, debuted. I read that. That was awful. It debuted at 94. It's it's not going up from there. Even oh, it's terrible. All New Inhumans. All New Inhumans, number one, debuted at number 28, which is very respectable. Number right. two went to 75. That's hmm. a huge drop. You've got... Uh, Who's writing that book? Asmus? I don't know. Off, off the top of my head, I'm not sure. But okay. Even uh, Weird World, number one, debuted at 85. These books are number two. They're number two issues. Spider-Woman, Squadron Supreme... Web Warriors, Venom Space Knight, Howard the Duck, uh, even all new Hawkeye. They're all s number 71 and lower. You know? Shoot. There's, I don't know how these books are going to jump up. That's not how the market typically works. So, what was number one? Secret Wars. Okay. And then Guardians of, the Infi Guardians of Infinity was number six. Daredevil was number 12. Amazing Spider Man was 13. So 
there's some books up there, but those are, you know, even Guardians of Infinity and Daredevil, those were debut issues. So Guardians of Infinity, that's the Yeah. So we're not sure like what the drop off is gonna be. Um some books are starting to level out, like Amazing Spider Man. It's on its fifth issue and it's still at number seventeen. You know, that's gonna be a healthy title. Deadpool is gonna be a healthy title. Um they they those books always are. Invincible Iron Man is at number thirty and it's on its fourth issue. Uh but then some of these other ones, it's just these are very bad numbers. When Squadron Supreme number one is at forty six and Squadron right. Supreme number two is at ninety eight, that's a fifty point drop, bro. <laughs> Dude, they need to I think you're right. I think you're right that a lot of these because I mean they have to open their eyes and they have to say, look, we're not giving the fans what they want. We're trying to feed them this stuff so that we can, you know, not support Fox or whatever in their mutant thing or whatever they're trying to do. But people don't like change. Change scares them. They want familiarity. They want to go to some place that they like to escape this world. And so I want to go see Spider-Man fight villains. I want to go see Iron Man, you know, use his armor to fight. I want to go see Captain America stand up for what's right. I want to go see Daredevil kick some ninja booty. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see She-Hulk litigate. <laughs> well, and you know like that it's like you said, you know, give the people what they want and change is difficult and people don't like change. What I would assume you would do is slowly introduce some change. You know, you're coming off Secret Wars. Instead of having 10 titles be the same and 40 brand new titles that people have never read before, that doesn't make good business sense, I don't think. You know, slowly introduce one here and one there and two here and two there. They probably said, see what works so that we can make a movie out of it. And then they're probably going to be like, whoa, we need to change all this. Well, yeah, I think a lot of these are possible out with the out with the exception of the x-men books everything on here why couldn't it, these be movies you know sure sure which is scary <laughs> <laughs> okay 70 percent canceled by when july um no because i think some of them they're gonna keep us going until the end of the year because okay so by December, by January 2017. Sure. All right. That sounds like forever away. It's only 11 and a half months. Counting down. Yeah. All right. My number six, Peter Parker will lose everything that he has worked for this year. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I hope that Dan Slott says, you know what? He's got a big head. He's got this whole company. He's going to get he's going to get taken down a couple pegs and he may even have to go into hiding. And you know that what is that guy who was in renew your vows? He's in the waiting in the wings. We have doc Ock who's still in that weirdo robot thing. Um, I think he's going to be taken down and he's going to lose everything and going to have to build him his way back up. And I will be happy about that. <laughs> Maybe Mephisto will have to show up and whisper in some ears and, I mean, Loki still owes him a favor, as far as I know. Uh, I wouldn't let yourself worry about that. That will probably <laughs> never be touched upon again. Nope. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. 
Um, number five, there's going to be a Punisher series. Yeah, but we already know that was announced, right? Ah, you're right. Well, it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a good <laughs> Punisher series. That's a, You can't come up with something better? Come on. What about an, on a, a series that you think is coming that you... Uh, that hasn't been announced um, yet. We're going to see a Defender series. How about that? Uh, okay. All right. All right. Going to be a Defenders series. Okay. I'll, I'll go with that. All right. Number five for me, Ultimates won't last past 18 issues. What's the sales numbers on that one? I'm pulling it up. Oops, I have closed it. <laughs> That's all right. You you pull it up uh, while I'm talking. This book, as much as the art is okay, you got all these like tier three, tier four characters, and they're changing, going around changing and fixing all this stuff with Galactus. I mean, like I said, the art is good, and I like the blue Marvel, but you know what? Th this can't last. I, I doubt people are reading this book. Ultimates number two is at position 66. What was number one at? Do you know? I do not. Okay. All right. 66. And so your rule of thumb is if it falls off the first hundred, then it's getting the axe? Typically, but Marvel likes Squirrel Girl, you know, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is not in the top 100. But it sells really well when combined and put into a trade paperback. So hmm. they're not going to be getting rid of Squirrel Girl. They should probably just release trades. You know, like you you would think like business-wise they would save money if they wanted to do that. Just, just release a trade or a graphic, you know, an original graphic novel of these instead of going through the printing cost every month. Well, they, I mean, they have. You know, there have been more original graphic novels in the past five years than the last 25. Right, but that... Those are the same characters. They're doing graphic novels of the same characters that sell well. Yeah. So, like, if you if you want to keep this, it seems like you would lose less money. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe when we take over, we could suggest that. Mm. All right. Okay. Zero number four. Number four. Thor Odinson will be repowered by the ultimate Thor's hammer. Oh. Okay, so where is Ultimate Thor's hammer? It crashed in what book was that? Was it in was it Iron Man? I did not read that part. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Iron Man. It's in a book. <laughs> okay. Did you read it or did you read about it? I read about it. <laughs> okay. All right. Someone had told me that the Ultimate Thor's hammer they there was like a list of the things that have shown up. Um you know, like things that have shown up from that are different since Secret Wars has been over or whatever in the new universe, and that's hmm. one of them. And I was like, "Oh, well, that makes sense." Yeah. Uh, uh. So Thor is going to be walking around with a different hammer. Why can't they have girl Thor walking around with a different hammer? Uh, that's just a prediction. Uh, right, right, right. That's true. That's true. Okay. Um. 
my number four, even though they can easily jump back and forth between dimensions, apparently, or ultimate universes, alternate universes, there will be less of it than we have seen in the past two years. So now that they're readily available and Spider-Woman can have dinner with (laughs) Spider-Gwen, we're going to see less of it because now it's going to be played out and people are going to concentrate on other things. Hmm. That's interesting. All right. You're number three. Jessica Jones will get a series. I would read that. You'd read the heck out of that. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. I'm just who would write it though. Very intrigued by her since I watched the Netflix show, and I've got. Did you go back and, and read Alias? Well, I've got the second uh, complete collection of Alias. I don't have the first one, yeah. so I need to get the first one. Yes. Yeah. Um, my number three X Men will permanently relocate off of Earth. I think what's going to happen is, and I am a couple issues behind. They. Uh, they say, you know what? This whole limbo thing is a bad idea, but we got to go somewhere else. Hmm. I think you may be correct. That's been the rumor for for uh, a long time. I think that limbo was kind of a red herring. Be like, oh, this is where we're going to live. Oh, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> and and they're supposed to show up in Weird World, too. Ugh. Oh, Number two... The Fantastic Four will get a space-faring, universe-creating title. I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't. Out of everything, everything you said, I I think that that's not going to be one of them. My thinking is that in this next year, there's going to be a deal with Marvel and getting their rights back. Because Fantastic Four tanked so hard, like, ouch, you know. Yeah. Target is like, it's free. You can take it from our shelves. You don't even have to pay for it. <laughs> so that's just my, maybe it might be more of a hope than anything else, but I didn't see Spider-Man happening, and that kind of happened out of the blue. This one, you know, Fantastic Four has a little bit more reason behind it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it lost money. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, my number two is um, a whole lot more off-world stories. So I'm thinking space. Hmm. So less um, less different dimensions, uh, but more space. And where's that come from? Um, from the Secret Wars number nine, where it says, "Okay, well, we're you know now that we're an Avengers world, but now we're going out into space and we can explore and go beyond this." And you know, like half the titles, or at least a a quarter to a third of the titles, are like your space people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're, they're going to concentrate on that, especially as they get toward you know Infinity War. Okay, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> number one. The the number one prediction that will shock no one. Oh, no. The Inhumans will continue to dominate and more characters will be revealed as Inhuman. <sighs> oh, I hope not. I know. I would love to be wrong. That's... You know, this has been this has been like two or three years coming, though. Yeah, we've we've seen it. 
that inhumanity was like three years ago, right? And it has not caught on. Yep. People do not um, care. It's I, people don't like it. Mm-mm. You have some good Inhumans characters, but as soon as you start saying, "Oh, they're an Inhumans character," "Oh, they're an Inhumans character," people get a little testy. Yeah, I mean, you know, sixty years of not being Inhumans, and and all of a sudden they're, you know, the Inhumans were always just this group that lived on the moon, and you'd see them once in a while in a Fantastic Four book, and for them to now be bigger than the Avengers. It's silly. It doesn't make any sense. You know, mm. if you look at DC's books, they're not going to say, okay, Cyborg is now the new Batman. Like, he's the number one character, and we're going to have ten books on Cyborg. People are saying, who is Cyborg? One thing I don't get is that it doesn't It doesn't really make sense. Uh, it doesn't really make sense that all these people, a lot of Inhumans don't look like humans. And so they're very unrelatable. We're going to start reading books like where everybody is basically um, the Howling Commandos, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have some of that with the X-Men, but some of them look the same. But, like, think of the book, uh, what was it, Wolverine the X-Men, where with Jason Aaron and the school, mm-hmm. where you got iBoy and Shark Girl, and you start looking around going, these characters... It's just a bunch of monsters walking around. Yeah. Like, not monsters in the way that, like, people are afraid of them, but monsters in the way that none of them look human. Like, it's like Genosha all over again. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a whole group called the Morlocks because they were mutants that didn't look like people, so they lived underground. Yeah, good point. Uh, my number one prediction is Magneto and Xavier will reignite the status quo of their historic roles of being against each other. What? That's what I'm hoping for. Ooh, I would love that. If Xavier is coming back and Magneto is leading a team, then that seems like the prime opportunity. And and the, there's not that many mutants and they're fighting for survival. It seems like the prime opportunity to be like, Charles's dream, Eric's dream. That would be great. Yep. That's what I'm hoping for. And if not, there's still X-Men 92, which will be out. I'm sure their adventures will be chronicled there. <laughs> All right. What you want to hit next? You want to hit top 10 characters to watch? Yeah. All right. In 2016. Uh, well, let's go back to 2015. All right. All right. I'm pretty sure I have mine and yours here. And yours, let's just say we're based off of real data, <laughs> things that had been announced already. Mine were gut feelings. As we go through these, please remember that. You're number 10, Daredevil. Okay. You're number 9, Spider-Man. You're number 8, Ms. Marvel. You are number seven, Rocket Raccoon. You're number six, Female Thor. You're number five, Black Panther. You're number four, Steve Rogers. You're number three, Black Bolt. You're number two, Ant-Man. And you're number one, Doctor Strange. Hmm. So tell me, how many of those really played pivotal roles? 
I'd say maybe eight. What? What? Well, no. What? Huh? Who did it? I would say one, like Black Panther and Doctor Strange, and that's it. Oh, see, I was gonna say those two didn't play much of a role. <laughs> Everyone else had pretty major things go on with them. No, I guess I'm thinking in Secret Wars, like the whole like culmination of the Marvel Universe of this year. Secret Wars was only nine books, Andy. Yes, but it lasted from May to February. <laughs> but even though it lasted, it didn't mean that the other books weren't still happening, is the thing. I, I don't think Rocket Raccoon and Female Thor and Ms. Marvel had much to do with anything. Well, I think I'll give you Rocket Raccoon, but Female Thor was the number one solo book for quite a while. And Ms. Marvel has been on everything everywhere from late night appearance. Her creator was on, uh, what was it, like Conan or Jimmy Fallon. Uh, she's been everywhere in the news from like... Yeah, but what did she do in the Marvel Universe this year? Nothing. Well, I guess not. Right. She joined the Avengers. I, I Let's guess. hear your stupid picks. Oh, mine are <laughs> mine are stupid. Mine are okay. I'm just telling you. you pick like Bishop I from the X Men. I, I did not fare better than you. I did good. <laughs> okay, my number ten, Gwen Stacy. Yeah, Spider. So I mean, she had you know she's she's in her stupid book. Number nine, Miles Morales. I would say he made a he was he was big in uh, Secret Wars, and now he's come over. Uh, my number eight, Thane, which <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Uh, Ant Man, he had a book relaunch. Coulson, number six, nope. Uh, number five, Doctor Strange. I think he's probably more this go round than last. Number four, Hyperion. He really. Didn't do much, man. And even in Secret Wars, he didn't do hardly anything. Number three, Night Mask. Didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Number two, Thor. He didn't hardly do anything. And number one, Apocalypse, which he... That's, again, this year coming up. Yeah. So. That's a shame. It is. Um, we'll see what... I, I should have picked, like, Doom and Molecule Man and Fantastic... Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's do this year's. All right. You go first. Okay. My number 10 is Miles Morales again. Good pick. So, I mean, he's in the 616 or Prime or whatever we're calling it. And uh, we'll see what he does. You know, we're still waiting to find out who he was in the 616, which I don't know if we're ever going to find that out now that we're not in that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking I about? I do, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, my number 10 is Deadpool. He's got three of his own books right now, more than anybody else. He has a movie coming out next month. He's still a cash cow for Marvel. He's on the Avengers. Like, the dude is everywhere. Yeah, good reasoning. Um, my number nine is Evan slash Apocalypse. We know that stuff big is going on with him, uh, with this crossover. What's this crossover called? Apocalypse Wars. Apocalypse Wars. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with him. So. Yeah, I could go for that. 
I think it's wrong, but I see what you're saying. I hope it has lasting effects. <laughs> Number nine is Spider Man. He's he's Spider Man. Like he's Spider Man. <laughs> I think that's what you said last year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what you said. It's I mean, come true. on. He's Spider Man. Like when you think of the Marvel Universe, that's who you think about. The dude is. Yeah, but then you can just name all the to- solo books out there. But- You'd be like Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Spider Man. But you can't because you just told me that Thor didn't count. He he hardly did anything. You said, well, I had her. I had female Thor, and you said, well, she doesn't do anything. She doesn't count. Yeah, she didn't do anything. She stood in the background. Okay, that's fine. But Spider Man is a totally different enigma. He does. He's in. He's at the center of every crossover of every event. He always has multiple books. This thing is going on with all his technology. You think it's going to get taken away. That's going to kind of be a big deal. That is going to be a big deal. Yes. But you can't just say, eh, because he's Spider-Man. I can, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. All right, number eight, Young Cyclops. I think he's going to take center stage. I like what they were doing with him in, in, young, uh, in all new X-Men, where he's differentiating... He's coming to grips with who he grew up to be, and he's uh, differentiating himself from that. I think that he is clearing a path for him to become uh, a major player in the Marvel Universe. Okay. (laughs) Is that not convincing? I just can't stand the young X-Men. Okay. So it's hard for me to, to... hear your arguments and say he might be right okay because i'm like i really hope a meteor hits them <laughs> all right number eight uh cap falcon he is going to be uh i know he's going to be part of civil war Two, and uh with as much prominence as they've been putting on him they're doing it for a reason marvel wants him to be elevated for, in some respect so I think he'll have some more stuff coming out of Civil War too. Ugh, I can't stand that character. I know me either. It's pretty. It's, he's not bad. He's just not me. You know, he's not for me at all. There's a reason that Falcon was Falcon. You know, you can't take you can't take government cheese and put it on a five star cheeseburger. Take that. <laughs> Agreed. Okay, number seven, Magneto. Keep an eye on him. I think he's going to slide back into his role. Oh, I hope so. He's so much better as a villain. Yes. I did. Yes, he is. I did enjoy his villain as towing the line in his solo series, but, you know, Doctor Doom, Magneto, Red Skull, Loki, they're villains. They are not anti-heroes. He is the most sympathetic villain out of everybody you named, though. But the, well, I mean, I think they've really watered down Loki. Well, you think he's sympathetic? They made him relatable. But I think that Magneto is more sympathetic and more relatable. Possibly, possibly. Okay. Uh, that was seven. Yes. All right, Captain Marvel is my number seven. We know she's going to be on the other side of the battle for Civil War II, leading the charge. 
Uh, I think Marvel's really elevating her to a prominent spot with her. Well, she was prominent in the first Civil War. That's the thing. Like she, she led the Mighty Avengers. Like, like Iron Man was off running Shield, and she's the leader of the Mighty Avengers. Ah, I know. I know. Anyway, I do not like Captain Marvel. I like Ms. Marvel. Me too. Totally. That's why I'm buying all those Brian Reed books. (laughs) Nostalgia. Yep. All right. All right. My number six is Vision. I think that we're going to see a lot with him. He's got his own solo book. He's in all new Avengers, all new, all different Avengers. Man, that title. (laughs) Oh, gosh. And um, I think that he's making his way back into the spotlight. And I think that something interesting, hopefully, will happen with him. I hope I don't miss it by not reading all new, all different Avengers. Are you reading Uncanny Avengers? Uh, I'm giving it a couple more issues. If it wasn't for Cable and Rogue, I would have left it a long time ago. Man, Cable is really the only reason I'm going to read that book. Old Cap kills me. I hate it. (laughs) I hate him. He's a different character. I know. He's old, therefore he's cranky. No! Right of the same. (laughs) Number six, Iron Man. Because it's going to be him versus Captain Marvel for Civil War II. I thought it was going to be Cap Falc. What do you mean Captain Marvel? No, Captain Marvel is the other antagonist. That picture of Cap Falc was just a, a trick. What? Really? You should probably follow up with our Facebook page. Uh, Facebook.com slash Marvel616politics. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Captain Marvel versus Iron Man um, over the individual that can see the future and how Captain Marvel wants to throw people in jail for crimes that they may commit and Iron Man doesn't. That is so weird. That's like the total opposite. I know, right? Because <laughs> <sighs> she got all militant all of a sudden? Like, that doesn't make sense. That's what Iron Man would want to do. Like, total security and just... Uh... I know. It's it's totally messed up. But uh, there's going to be a character death that starts it all. I hope it's Cap Falc. Uh, there, the rumor is it's going to be... Uh, War Machine, uh, and and She-Hulk. And She-Hulk? That's the rumor. I thought she was coming out with a new book. No, she hasn't been announced as having a new book. I thought I thought you told me early on that Charles Soule was going to be writing her again. Mm. No? Okay. I don't know. See... The thing with She-Hulk is she's had 17 different series. So it, Good for her. it's like she's always, not literally, but it seems like every time she has a series and it gets canceled, they announce another one. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, number five, Doctor Strange. I think with the magic crossover and everything and the, you know, ramping up to the movie. Yeah, that's, that's uh, a good pick. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, number five, I've got Ms. Marvel. Uh, hmm. I, I do not care for her, but 
Marvel, what seems to be throwing a lot of weight behind her and putting a lot of prominence on her. Uh, so there we go. <laughs> she's okay. She's just not an Avenger. I mean, come on. Yeah. She's going to get killed. <laughs> Don't you say that. Right? Remember the new warriors? Remember what happened when they were just playing around? Yeah. Yeah. Bad things. We don't talk about that. Well, when did the Avengers become the training, the the main Avengers group become the training group? As soon as all the other Avengers were like, hey, we're going with Wakanda and going off planet. (laughs) I guess. Ah, we got this Avengers world taken care of. See, that's... This kills me. Like, we're never going to have believable bad guys here on earth anymore like now now it's like ah the jv throw on the jv these guys we don't don't care about these i don't know it's silly it is silly i'm I'm becoming distant disenfranchised i'm with you man okay uh what'd you say i said i'm with you i mean when was the last time you were reading under 10 titles i know i know Okay, uh, Young Jean Grey, number four. Oh. I think that they're... Uh, her paired with Old Man Logan, they're going to have some subplots and um, in Extraordinary. I feel like they have forgotten that Storm was with him when he died. Probably. You know, like, they spent a whole year off-world running a, a, another planet... It was a it was a pretty deep relationship, and then he comes back and Storm's like, "Oh hey, where you been?" <laughs> wait a minute, wait, what are you talking about? They were off world. Where were they? Where, in Wolverine and the X Men, they get thrown into another dimension, and time passes faster there, or slower there, slower here than it does there, <laughs> and they ended up t- toppling this whole government and taking them down and becoming the rulers. I don't remember this. It was literally, it took place in one issue of Wolverine and the X-Men. That book, was it it, uh, Jason Aaron or was it the other dude, Latour? Uh, Jason Aaron. Okay. Okay. No. All right, who's your number four? Doctor Strange. Oh, oh, good choice. I know, right? Same same reasons as you. All right, these last these last three that I have are like really wishful thinking. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Black Bolt is number three. Mm-hmm. I I I would love for him. I he is the best in human. He can't talk, but he is so powerful and menacing. I would love to see him take center stage, much like during Infinity. Hmm. That'd be good. Yep. He was on my list last year. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything. <laughs> no. Uh, number three, I've got Black Panther. Black okay. Panther's getting his own solo book. They've got a famous writer on it. They just... I, and I don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's really famous. Well, they made a big to-do because he's written some other things before. Um, like I want to say his last name is like Coates, Tadashi Coates or something like that. Uh, they just announced I the think... director for the movie. He's going to be in Civil War. 
Uh, I think they're going to be ramping up some stuff so that there's material available next year when his movie comes out in 2017. And the only way for that to happen is if they make material now to collect. Do you know how to spell his name? Not off the top of my head. I should have been more prepared. I apologize. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. I'm trying to trying to look it up. Coach. Coach. All right. My number two is Peter Parker. Not because he is just Spider-Man. But because with my predictions, I'm hoping he loses everything and he gets back to what he's supposed to be. And I think that everything will come crashing down. And... Uh, so that's what i want i i i'm behind that <laughs> you know who i left off this list mockingbird i think she'll she'll be a player she could easily fit in before young cyclops or young gene gray oh, she's got a new book coming out <sighs> his name is tanahisi Coates. okay how do you spell it t-a dash capital n e-h i got it uh the Atlantic. He's among the finalists for National Book Critics Circle Award. Well, good for you, sir. He's an educator. Okay. All right, number two, Miles Morales. Ooh, interesting. Marvel loves them some Miles Morales. And uh, with him now being in the... 616 universe and having his own book in that time and place uh, i think there's going to be room for him to take the spotlight yeah and bendis is writing him i'm looking to see what he can do if he can reestablish him as a normal character like he did before with a good strong cast um i think that book could really take off Mm -hmm. i think it will a lot of people seem to love him are you going to read it now because it's in the 616 now? Um, I'll definitely try it. I try most of most of the new books. Okay. All right. Unless your name is Moon Girl and Dinosaur Boy. Or... I tried that one. That was rough. That was tough. But it was not as bad as the Star Brand and Nightmare. Uh, that was an instant pass when they announced it. Ugh, said, I was... Tina Turner was singing on the soundtrack. And I was like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I, was pretty, uh, I was pretty disappointed. Mm. Um, Charles Xavier is my number one. Explain. I'm hoping he comes back, and I think he's going to take the reins, and I think he's going to reinstitute his, you know, all this fear of mutants and everything. I'm, I think he's going to try to be that constant, steady voice in all on the midst of this. Now, how do you think he'll come back? I haven't worked that out. I don't know. Probably maybe when Cyclops dies, uh, something with the Phoenix. Um, force you know i don't know cyclops is already dead well then maybe he's already back well storm has been talking to him in extra an ex extraordinary x-men i only saw that one time that first panel yeah so is it more than that maybe (laughs) okay all right all right my number one is spider gwen oh this is not my top 10 favorite list, Andy. I know. I know. But Marvel loves Spider-Gwen. <laughs> She's got her own book. It's been launched twice in the past year. They're doing a <laughs> Gwenpool. She was 
she was announced as having an an action figure literally like two months after her debut, which that just doesn't happen. She's going all over the place. She is just she's a cash cow. Marvel knows it, and they're gonna exploit exploit the heck out of her. Well, at least she's not the six one six Gwen. Yeah, that would stink. Oh, what a shame. I know, I look at this top ten list and I'm very meh about it. Right, right. These are like predictions, and even the ones that I find interesting aren't really that interesting. You know? I know. I think this, these are some of this is my hopes, some of this is where the market's going, where the books are going, and some of this is, is uh, you know, tie-ins to the movies. Yeah, it's very... Um... With the exception of a couple picks, it's very kind of movie-oriented. Okay, well, before we wrap up, we were thinking um, maybe we would want to do some limited run, um, either T-shirts or wristbands, something like that that we could sell. Um, and we'll probably get some feedback here on, on the on the Facebook page. And we'll, we may do a poll or something like that. What I think it would be awesome to do. All right, so I was looking at myself in the mirror and I came <laughs> home from Wizard Wizard World and I was like, you know what? A wristband looks really cool on me because I don't have any jewelry except for my wedding ring. I don't have and your nose uh, ring. Uh, and right, your nipple and ring. my belly belly button ring and everything and else and the chain that connects them all. See, we're on the same page. <laughs> okay. And I, so I was looking in the mirror. And I said, you know, a, a wristband or a bracelet for girls, as they call them, uh, really looks cool. And so I was thinking, but, you know, I don't want something like, you know, some people around here wear, like, remember 9-11. And, I mean, I, how can I forget, right? Um, and they're like LSU, Saints, all this stuff. I don't care about all this stuff. I want something that I can change out when new events happen, you know? And so I was like, well, what could we put on these things where, you know, maybe once a month or once every couple months, we switch it out, we sell out, and then people can wear them for a while, kind of show their support for Marvel or kind of like that little in-crowd exclusive feeling that people get that I like. Um, and so I was thinking about what we could what we could put on these things. So I, we did the top five sayings that we would put on our wristbands right now. Is that correct um it was really difficult because i came up with 35 and... oh dude i would love to hear them all but give me oh. your top five then give me your runners so up. i was like um which would be the five that i think would be the coolest <laughs> i came up probably with 10 but i don't i don't have them written down here okay well my five are fastball special okay wait you want to take turns or no? oh well i mean there's only five. <clears throat> all right go for it fastball special fastball special what color would that be? Uh, probably yellow. Okay. Hail Hydra. Should be green. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Galactus Hungers. <laughs> That's a good Should one, be too. be purple. Uh, Snicked, S-N-I-K-T, uh -huh. which is Wolverine's Claws, would be gray. And Flame On could be orange. Is that five? Yeah, Fastball Special, Hail Hydra, Galactus Hungers, Snicked, and Flame On. Okay, all right. Those are good. Um, I was thinking um, number five would be Doom Was Right. Oh, I like that. 
and it would be dark green. Um, to be, are you typing it? You're like, Ooh. oh yeah, <laughs> put I'm adding it to um, my 35. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and these are like what I would think previously and right now. So this this one, everything lives. That would be for Secret Wars number nine. That's what I would be wearing right now. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, I'm the best there is at what I do. Yeah, got that one. Number two would be Remember Genosha. And number one would be Welcome to Pleasant Hill. Look at you. Look at you thinking outside the box. Man, I would love these things. If people wanted to buy them, if we could order enough so that we could sell them real cheap, like we don't even have to make money off of these. I just want people to to have fun wearing them. Well, I was um, looking at some bracelets for another thing, and I contacted CRP, Community Retail Partnership, one of our sponsors. And Ooh. if you buy, when you buy from them, um, like there's bulk prices, like, you know, one through 50 is this much, 51 through 100 is this much. Uh, no matter how many you order, you always pay the lowest. So, like, whether you order 20 bracelets or 1,000 bracelets, you would pay the cheapest price, which would be like ordering 1,000 bracelets. Dude, that's awesome. I know. <laughs> like, whoa, that's pretty cool. I went and I, I went online to like 24 hour wristband or something and I ordered one and it was like, oh, zero, zero dollars. And I was like, that's cool. Maybe it's like a proof or something. Mm-hmm. Right. So I went through the whole thing and then I got an email and a phone call to saying our system messed up. We're, we have to charge you for this. Oh, and I was like, ah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a free bracelet. All right, uh, lay it on me. What are your 35? Oh, okay. Well, and some of them are kind of long. <laughs> like, okay, so so let's say this. We'll probably pick the top 10 or something like that. Figure out if anybody wants to wear these or buy these. We'll do a poll or on Facebook, and then we'll see if we have enough support so that we think that we can order them because we don't want to be out this money. Sure. But it would be cool. We can We can mail them out to you guys. What I was just kind of thinking, like, Marvel catchphrases is what I was trying to think of. And yours were more topical, which I really liked. Like, remember Genosha isn't a Marvel saying, but it makes sense. Like, duh, you know? Dude was right. See, I'm all about, like, what I want to do is wear what's going on in the Marvel Universe right now. And if I could do that with T-shirts, that'd be awesome. Like, in a couple months, I want Doom was right so that people will say... What is that? And I'd be like, dude, Doctor Doom made this whole world battle, <laughs> battle world, and it was way better than what's going on right now. <laughs> well, then I would want a, a Earth Prime shirt, and it could be like <laughs> a picture of Earth and three point one four. I would never wear that. Um, um, I did think of another one that had no words but just had the symbol of Black Bolt that he uses on his forehead. Mm-hmm because he doesn't talk so no words yeah i like that yeah now some uh i'll just run through mine excelsior it's clobbering time magneto was right avengers assemble to me my x-men flame on hulk smash all my stars and garters by the goddess snicked i'm the best there is at what i do sweet christmas great power comes great responsibility chimichangas uh <laughs> psylocke I said this a million times when Claremont was writing her. My psychic knife is the to- is the focused totality of my telepathic powers. 
<laughs> said it like every issue. Uh, <laughs> Imperious Rex, Nuff said, Saints Preserve Us. Imperious Rex is really good. Who says Saints Preserve Us? Is Banshee. that Nightcrawler? Banshee. Oh, okay. Uh, have at thee, by Odin's beard, for Asgard, I say thee nay, sweet Aunt Petunia, yeah. I am Groot, Blam, murdered you, that's Rocket Raccoon, uh, leave Hulk alone, spider senses tingling, Parker Luck, Hail Hydra, Galactus hungers, to me my boy. Parker Luck? Huh? Parker Luck? Yeah. I know that guy. People always talk about having Parker Luck. Yep. <laughs> to me, my board. By the hoary host of Hoggoth. Oh, boy. Bang, you dead. That's what Gambit says. And then Fastball Special. That's cool, man. I like those. Oh, they're pretty good. I'm kind of impressed myself. <laughs> what I would like to do is maybe have uh, some of those in inventory where everybody can buy them. And then I, the topical ones of what's going on right now in the Marvel Universe. I would love people to submit them also, you know, so that we can say, oh, well, if everybody wants, you know, something, then we all have collective buying power. So that I even thought like a grab bag, too. Uh, oh, yeah. that'd be You cool. know, like, you know, there's we've got 10 or 20 of them as an option. And I like all of them, but I don't necessarily want to buy all of them. Just give me a, you know, a mixed bag. It's. You know, if I get a mixed bag, it's cheaper than buying them individually, or, or I don't know. I mean, we can talk about this off air. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. But I think, I, I, I you know, just presenting this idea to the listeners. Yeah. So let us know what you think, y'all. So right on. Okay, we're going to wrap up here oh, if there's nothing else. One. How about Jared was right? Jared was right. How about this make yours Marvel 616 policy? There you go. <laughs> Excelsior. But Jared was right is pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm. It's not my favorite. I know, but I think the, I think the people would really connect with it. Really? If they was Team Jared. Yeah. Hashtag, mutant lives matter. Why did you send me a text with a hashtag in it? <laughs> I can talk to you about it later. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? This is not searchable. <laughs> <laughs> you cracked me. I know, right? <laughs> money matters more <laughs> um all right well this is marvel 616 politics <laughs> thank you for joining us for this year's awards and predictions you can email us at marvel 616 politics at gmail.com visit our website marvel 616 politics.com visit us or follow us on twitter at 616 politics look us up on facebook facebook.com slash marvel 616 politics look us up on instagram and youtube our handle is Marvel616Politics, no spaces. And you can give us a call, leave us a message, as John Dermine did, and we'll play it on the air. Give us a call at 616-755-TINA. We are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCB Service. Go there, get your pre-orders for 40% off cover price. InStockTrades.com, 35% off cover price. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, CRPSavings.com. For all of your Office Depot, Office Max, and any office type needs, check out CRPSavings.com for huge savings. Lastly, we're sponsored by Michael Webb Solutions, MichaelWebSolutions.com. For all of your SEO and marketing needs, check out marketing, check out MichaelWebSolutions.com. And we're going to sign off, and then you're going to hear the 
very long but very wise and thoughtful voicemail by John Dermeen uh, with his take on what's going to happen in 2016 with our favorite characters. So until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. as those series that uh, that Bendis wrote started out, for strong as Siege was at the beginning, it was. It was a strong start, as strong as uh, a Secret Invasion, as House of M, which is probably the most well-remembered of his. Uh, hey, buddy, politic. This is John Dermine of the Marvel 616 Politics website, writer extraordinaire. I understand Andy and Jared are uh, talking about to watch out for what uh, what's going to be hot in 2016 or their predictions for 2016 Marvel Comics. And uh, Jared suggested I call and chime in on this. For those of you who have been paying real close attention to uh, the all-new, all-different forecasts on a week-to-week basis, I've, I've sort of been making hints of my thoughts of this along the way. Go check it out. Read close, true believers. Um, but a few things I'm going to try and cram in here first off. Watch writers that are writing more than one title, especially in the same line. So Jeff Lemire's on Extraordinary X-Men and Old Man Logan. That solo character's in the uh, the team book. Good thing to watch. Uh, he's going to be doing Moon Knight also. Maybe we'll see a little bit of Moon Knight X-Men action or Moon Knight Logan action. A uh, team-up, perhaps, down the line. James Robinson on Squadron Supreme and the Scarlet Witch. He's got this Emerald uh, Warlock character that first appeared in the Uncanny Avengers annual. Uh, seems to be uh, running through all of those books. Uh, likewise, Al Ewing on Ultimates, on New Avengers, and on Contest of Champions. It's three really strong books. Ewing's got kind of a classic style, fits very well with an Avengers uh, Avengers title, even though he's using some uh, some newer characters working in a different context. Uh, Robbie Thompson is working on three Spider-Man books, Venom, Silk, and Spidey. Spidey's a throwback book, a flashback to, uh, to Peter Parker's early days. Ample opportunity to bring the, uh, uh, the Silk and Flash Thompson uh, Venom characters into that book as supporting cast members, flesh out their backstory a little bit. Honestly, I, I would be very surprised if both Ewing and Thompson aren't on deck to, uh, uh, to potentially be heading up franchises down the line. Uh, they're, they're in a prime position to do that. They can definitely move to do that now. Surprisingly, I will say I don't see a whole lot happening with uh, with big crossovers uh, or, or big uh, big developments for Nick Spencer with Captain America uh, or Sam Wilson, Captain America, and Ant-Man. There's definitely an opportunity there, but knowing Spencer's style, I just I, I don't see it happening. Uh, he tends to be very character-focused, very, very focused on, uh, on mixing humor and action with a little more emphasis on the humor. And that might be headed uh, might be headed out this year. We might start to see that decline. Bad news for Squirrel Girl. Deadpool might be able to weather that storm. We'll see, especially with this movie coming out. That could be a big boost. Diversity is a big thing right now at uh, at Marvel and comics in general, but Marvel in particular is really pushing the diversity envelope. Uh, truth be told, I 
I think unless the quality is there, we're not going to see that work. Two books where the quality is there that I will uh, I'll give a so uh, books with diver or books pushing diversity. Two solid reads that uh, really really could do something out there. Red Wolf and Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur has got got really good all ages appeal. Really fun stuff. Red Wolf has just been good, just solidly good. It's made a Nathan Edmondson fan out of me. Uh, let's see, Vision uh, has been a, uh, a strong series. That character's shown up in a lot of places. Uh, Tom King and uh, Gabriel Walta are, are doing some very, uh, very inspired stuff, very different stuff there. Uh, keep your eye on magic in the Marvel Universe. Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, the um, Weird World is, is showing up everywhere. I'm I, for those that haven't been following Squadron Supreme, they're going to delve into Weird World. You've got the uh, the title book. You've got Black Knight. You've got it brushing up against other things. I think the Extraordinary X-Men are heading there soon. Watch Weird World. Um, let's see. Characters or creators that I don't think we're going to see quite as much from as, uh, as expectations have been set for. Bendis, he's writing... Four different books, if you count Civil War II. They're all in very different corners of the Marvel Universe. They're all very focused on the uh, the big cinematic properties, Spider-Man, uh, the Miles Morales Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man. Big-name properties, very, very commercially successful in cinema, but they're at far corners of the Marvel Universe. I don't know that we're necessarily going to see them tie in. And G. Willow Wilson, I don't know how long her star is going to keep rising, you know, Ms. Marvel's still there. It's still got a strong strong and stable following, uh, but it's already been announced that she's off A-Force uh, as of issue, I think, three or four, uh, five at, at the latest. Uh, she's going to be totally off of that book. Um, that that could mean a big turnaround for her. And Mark Wade on Avengers. Big deal was made about Mark Wade going on all new, all different Avengers and this, this new team and everything. Here's the thing. We're looking at a book that for the first time, for the first time, all of the Avengers, or for the first time in a long time, all of them have their own solo series. So Mark Waid has to deal with that, with other creators taking these characters in different directions. That's really going to limit what he can do on this title. If he's not writing anything else at Marvel, I don't know that we're going to see a whole lot there. Dialing uh, back to Bendis with Civil War II, you know, a lot of ado is being made about this. It's being heavily promoted. I don't know that this event is really going to do that much. I, I don't know that it's really going to hit. And this has started out some events with a really strong bang. House of M, Secret Invasion, Age of Ultron, uh, you know, however you feel about it, it's each all started out really strong. And for as strong as those series that, uh, that Bendis wrote started out, as strong as Siege was at the beginning. It was. It was a strong start, as strong as uh, a Secret Invasion, as House of M, which is probably the most well-remembered of his uh, his event series, and, um, and Age of Ultron, which, again, started out very strong. Strong as they started, they all kind of ended with a thud. And, uh, you know, I, I'd love to see him uh, flip the odds. I'd love to see him turn it around and really knock it out of the park at the end of Civil War II, but his track record doesn't show that. So that that is uh, something that fans should be prepared for going forward. All right. That's the John D. Uh, John Dermine predictions for uh, 2016. Take it back, Jared and Andy. <laughs>